0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza have to break it to you i i normally record this show pantsless rich craig my god Just, just play along with it it's wrestling
1: man just let yourself go for a minute and we are live on the flagship podcast i am rich he is joe joe what's happening
0: i noticed you did a you uh constructed a new intro. Quick little,
1: week. yeah, quick little quick intro. You know, I I always I think about doing a new intro for about a month and a half before I apps actually do it. Uh so this was good. Yeah. I I went and found a, a classic uh flagship clip of you talking about how you do the shows without any pants. So
0: Well, I'm wearing pants today.
1: Oh, you sold out. Is this an old age yeah. thing? Is this uh you have to with the other people in the house thing? Cuz that was
0: Hold on, hold on a second. What do you mean an old age thing? <laughs>
1: Get too cold i don't know if you get too cold being pants pushing
0: you're pushing 40 so
1: um well i put huh. push, pushing i don't know if i'm pushing 40
0: well how old are you
1: 35
0: when i was 35 you constantly told me i was
1: pushing <laughs> well, you're old
0: <laughs> yes. so this is but you were older
1: is, than me at that time so you were older than you know you're old i'm not old you, i'm still younger i'm still a young kid here I'm still the young boy of this uh, this operation
0: the point here is i remember everything and <laughs> I thought to myself, one day he'll be thirty-five, and I'm going to tell him he's pushing forty. You know what they call that in the biz, Rich? Callback. A receipt. Oh, <laughs> we
1: got a lot of those this week, baby. Oh, we got a lot yeah, of those. Perfectly to set
0: up the show.
2: See this what I did is there.
1: good. This is good. This is good. Yeah, wrestling is. Uh, I actually, if you listen to that uh, that clip, it's actually a very fun clip. You talk about uh, this is Single Joe, obviously at that time, the, the pantsless. Uh, uh, you talk about how you would run to the grocery store. To get like buffalo wings from the I guess like grocery store buffalo wings, and then you got buffalo wing sauce all over your your white shirt. So you were you were just the most stereotypical. The way we were, we you were describing it, you were just the perfect like Italian stereotype. You were you had the, you know, I I the athletic tee, every other name is cancelable, so I'm not gonna say all the other names or whatever, but the the white athletic tee, no pants with chest hair hanging out of it, and then you had a stain of buffalo sauce on it.
0: Oh, you mean the wife beater.
1: Correct. <laughs> or the I guess you could say the other one. I don't want to I don't want to offend the Italians. Oh, uh, Vin, well, I don't want well, Vinny Massaro coming I, <laughs> down my throat again like he always does. So
0: I happen to be Italian, so I can uh, say guinea tea is what you're Oh, I
1: was thinking to. of the other, the one with the D word in there, you know.
0: You know, you know a lot of derogatory terms for the clothes that Italians <laughs> wear. See? Is this concern. is what I'm
1: saying. That's why I'm staying out of this. I'm not I'm not I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want to be a part of this. Vinny uh, uh, Vinny Massaro's crafting response right now.
0: I do not wear the uh, that item that you're talking about, but um, I've just I was never a fan of those. I feel uh, I don't know it's too breezy. So, uh, but what I do wear is the plain white t-shirt, two sizes too small to accentuate the guns. I do wear that.
1: So like just a Hanes classic undershirt,
0: classic, plain white.
1: <laughs> Fruit of the loom. I I I guess I shouldn't assume you're a Hanes. Uh, you might be a Fruit of the Loom the, fan, yeah. The
0: brand's not important.
1: <laughs> whatever the, the house brand imp-
0: of Kohl's is, whatever. What's important is a couple sizes too small, Fair. you know, yeah, yeah. to show off the masculinity. And I like them crisp and white. So after a couple wears, they, you know, they go in a different pile in the drawer. Like I might sleep in them after that, but, you know, I'm not running to the grocery store in them unless they're crisp and white. You see, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my—that's what uh, you know. The, that's what the kids in T.L.B. call my uniform. Quote unquote, <laughs> your uniform. <because laughs> I wear shorts and the skin white, skin tight white T-shirt, and that's like what I wear every single day. So, um, but no, not that other item with all of your derogatory terms. Right, which so I will not—I will
1: not address right now. Again.
0: I'm extremely offended by. It,
1: by the way, and, <laughs> I assume you are. Yes, yeah.
0: you, You're gonna need a talking to because I, I need some
1: tisk uh, uh dms for sure
0: so well you know you join the club um but uh, at least I get, be about, for you. I get enough for you right <laughs> at least there will be directed for to me, you
1: yeah, instead of me saying i don't know man talk to joe about
0: it <laughs> yeah instead of having to say why are you bothering me go go tell joe that you're mad at him for some tweet from you know nine years ago um yeah but uh yeah that's that's what's going on. I set you up with the receipt line to to set up the show, but uh, no, we're there. Another do you no. want to redo the bit so I can see? No,
1: again, no, no. It, it wasn't that far. We didn't go that far off off track. Uh, you know, we have to get a little banter in there. We got to get a little playful banter before we get into uh, the wrestling. But yeah, I really don't want to do a ton of banter because we have a ton of stuff uh, to get to this week. On the flagship, we have wrestling going on all across the world, big time wrestling going on. Um, we have RevPro doing a doubleheader this week in the UK. We're going to talk about that to York Hall Show celebrating their 10th anniversary impact wrestling emergence I was there live at the Cicero Stadium well ahead we'll talk some talk some more Italian history when we talk about the Cicero Stadium in Cicero Illinois later on this uh, on this very show we'll talk about impact wrestling's emergence 2022 uh, show I was at featuring a spectacular main event team Josh Alexander and Alex show that we'll touch on West Coast Pro the West Coast Cup if we get time we'll, we'll touch on that later in the night because uh, West Coast Pro one of my favorite Indies going right now they have a really really cool tournament coming up uh, this weekend so excited to touch on that uh, Joe, unfortunately, we're going to have to hold a funeral for NXT UK, but that's okay because we got NXT Europe, and I'm sure all the roster members of NXT UK were very happy that their jobs were not lost, that NXT Europe was going to come. Oh wait, never mind, they fired most of them. So we'll talk about all the ones that unfortunately got fired and what's in store uh, for the new NXT Europe. We also have the G1 Climax, we're going to talk about the semifinals and the finals, uh, Okada winning the G1s, we'll talk about you know, where that puts him in history in terms of amount of G1 wins. Uh, and then the tremendous, tremendous Okada versus Osprey match uh, that uh, was in the finals. But before we do any of that, we do have to start out with AEW, which is just officially the most pro-wrestling company to ever pro-wrestle at this point. I mean, it is... There's just shit going on up and down the company, man. It is a, it's an absolute shit show, and I love it. It's so professional wrestling. Like... The WWE is so, it, a lot of, for like the last 20 years or so, WWE has been pretty much just like, guys know where they are in the pecking order, there's a clear hierarchy, there's a clear leader, like, yeah, some guys will rock the boat here and there, and some guys will say some stuff here and there, but that's not a true wrestling company. A true wrestling company is this shit. People just going at each other's throats, p- hating one another, backstage drama, backstage bullshit, all this stuff, that is true for wrestling uh, and AEW is, if nothing more, just an unabashedly a pro wrestling company. And we got to talk about CM Punk's promo to start off uh, this week's episode of Dynamite. Uh, Joe, you did a quick uh, Thursday tier reviews earlier today at uh, FlagshipPatreon.com. Uh, the beginning of that, the first time, I don't know, about 10-15 minutes or so, was breaking down uh, the CM Punk Hangman page whatever's going on right now, whatever you can call it, whatever you want to describe it as uh, let's obviously for people to listen to that. There's a lot more detail in that piece. Flagship Patreon.com $5 tier. uh, If you want to listen to that, but uh, what, what can we say uh, kind of quickly about the hangman CM Punk situation, the promo that CM Punk did on dynamite, where are we at with both men? What's real? What's fake? What's a shoot? What's a work? Uh, This is just wild stuff going on. And I don't think it's going to get resolved uh, this week either. Uh, This is, this is, this is big stuff going on right now.
0: Well, Dave Meltzer on his audio show early this morning. Um, he kind of opened up the can of worms because he said that the punk, the beginning of punk's promo, where he called out hangman page. And then uh obviously hangman didn't come out to the ring. And he said, that's not cowboy shit. That's coward shit. And then, um, Punk dropped a very weird line. The apology needs to be as loud and public as the disrespect was the line, which, you know, I'm sure went over the heads of 99% of viewers because it doesn't make any sense in any kind of storyline canon or anything like that. So, um, look, it's it's like I said behind the paywall. I, I can't verify or confirm that Dave is right, that Punk went into business for himself with that hangman stuff at the beginning of his promo. According to Meltzer, no one knew he was going to do that and he just kind of went into business for himself and took a shot at hangman. So uh, you know, nobody has told me that that, so I can't co- confirm that. I, it's not that I think, you know, Mike, Mike Johnson, a few hours later had the same report or basically verified, um, you know, Dave's report and I think Sean Ross Sapp did the same a few hours later as well. So, you know, if they want to put their name on that as well, I you know, that's fine if, if they've heard that. But I didn't hear that. What I heard was and where how I'm approaching it is, that's entirely plausible that Punk went into business for himself on Hangman because of the history between these two guys. Because months ago, in the bill to I always get the pay per views mixed up. Uh, double, double or nothing. nothing right? Double or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So in the build to double or nothing, there was that weird promo, which has been come, which has since been come to be known as the workers' rights promo. And if you remember on this show, like I I went berserk about that promo. Oh, you and wouldn't stop.
1: You, yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't stop talking about that dumb promo
0: because I I. Because I sensed that something was weird and off about it.
1: Well, you always your thing is it's always in the eyes. All you have to do is look at people's eyes when you can tell that you can't lie through your eye. Like the eyes are always going to tell the truth. Always tell. And if you remember that promo when when he said the workers' rights thing, there was a weird that punk. If you if you look back at the promo, punk's got a weird look in his eyes. You you know what I mean? He's got a little bit of a okay. Yeah, (laughs) I mean it's it's, it's strange. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to rehash that whole promo or the discussion, but. Um and, and I know you know, in our little circle, on our Discord, among our listeners, the whole workers' rights thing became a meme because, you know, the segment was funny and and you know, did I did I push it a little further than I needed to for entertainment purposes? Of course I did. I mean people understand what we're doing here. But um the the promo to me was weird and I did sense that something was off about it and uh you just very badly wanted to change the subject because you didn't want the commies coming after <laughs> us. Um you know, and and everyone and and people turned it into a meme, and that's fine. But can I at least take a little victory lap? There uh, a little one, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Take a little one.
0: No, I mean, not too long. Maybe, correct, maybe one
1: Rich. one one run around the track. Maybe we don't need to do the whole mile. Maybe you know, a quarter mile is probably fine.
0: Can you just can we concede that my instincts were good on on the weird promo? <laughs> well, you are we good at guessing stuff. That?
1: You are very good at guessing stuff. So this may be another I'm a one great you guesser
0: again. So. Um, tremendous guesser. But anyway, that you know, after that promo, and I had heard this months ago. That Punk was irate, and there was a closed door meeting with Tony Khan, Punk, Hangman Page, Tony Khan, and this is something I heard months ago, and I told you this months ago, and I alluded to it um, in the paywall rooms of our Discord months ago, and you know it's that's why you know I, I understand a lot of people are going to naturally think that this is all a work because we just had the MJF thing, and that's obviously a storyline. Um. And naturally, you're going to think, all right, well, they're just building two matches. So, you know, this stuff is planted. It's a work. And I understand. I'd probably think the same thing if I hadn't heard that Punk and Hangman had this heat going back many months before Double or Nothing. uh, Before the Punk injury. Before the Punk title win. And it's understandable that people think that this may be some kind of 4D chess being played by Tony Khan or something, planting stories in the media or whatever. Listen, I reached out to Tony Khan today about all of this, and he completely no-sold me. So if Tony Khan is feeding stories to people, he's not feeding any to me, okay? Because I tried, uh, you know, before I did my audio today to, to, to talk to Tony Khan, and, you know, he, he was having none of it. I just never heard back from him, completely no-sold. So uh, the other piece that I heard months ago, was that Punk allegedly told Hangman, "You're a future star in this business, and I think you're a great talent, but I will never job for you." Um, and that's paraphrasing, you know. So right,
1: and and I think you've said that you're you're not sure if he said that to Hangman's face or just said it to a wrestler kind of offhandly, but but that you're not you wouldn't be surprised. Punk's not one to really not you know he, he, confrontation doesn't bother him, so it's. You can don't I know for a fact, defini- but it, it's yeah. not. It's not. It wouldn't be a surprise if Punk walked up to Hangman Page and That's told him right. that exact thing.
0: Can I tell you definitively? He said that to Hangman's face. No, if I you cannot want. tell you.
1: Yeah. That. Oh, okay. I was going to say if you want, right. sure. Yeah,
0: you can do whatever I can you want. Sa- I, I could be salacious and do that, but right, I, right, I can't right. tell you that. But someone tipped me off that Punk had been telling people that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he respects Hangman Page as a wrestler, but he's never losing to him. So that raised my eyebrow, and I for the last you know, and then I dug around. And then I got enough people to kind of back it up to where I was like, holy shit, he said that he, he I, I believe he said it. Now I can't tell you he said it to hangman's face, but I believe but he's telling people that. I can tell you he's telling people that. What mm-hmm. I can tell you is this. I can't verify whether Punk went into business for himself last night. Okay. That's Meltzer's story. That's Mike Johnson's story. That's Sean Ross sap, okay? And I'm not saying they're wrong. I can't personally verify that. So I'm not going to hop on that bandwagon and pretend that I'm in on that one. I'm not. That's not my story. Okay. What I can verify is there was a closed door meeting between the three of them. Tony Khan, Hangman Page, and CM Punk before Double or Nothing after the promos that Punk took exception to. And I can tell you that Punk was telling people at the time that he will never lose to Hangman Page. Now, this was months and months ago. And the other thing I don't know, and I tried to reach out to some people today and You know, heard back from some, didn't hear back from others. I don't know if Punk still feels that way. I don't know if he said that in the heat of the moment. I don't know if he said that, if he's kind of changed course on that. I don't know if they're turning it into a storyline. I don't know. That I can't tell you. All I know is it was said. And when Meltzer had his report today that Punk went into business for himself, to me, that cracked the door open. I was like, oh, well, I have something here that I can contribute that I heard months and months ago um, the 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 punk quote, I got third hand. A person who knows a person that it was said to, right? So I'm not going to go writing stories on something I got third hand. I'm not going to come on the air and talk about something I got third hand. I don't even like talking about things I got second hand, right, without verifying it. But I poked around and did some digging and, you know, it, it turns out there's some teeth to it. And as far as the closed door meeting, I can tell you with absolute certainty that that happened. That absolutely happened. So if people think this is all a work, I, I get it. I'd probably think it was a work too. But here, if it's a work, they would have had to look. Was that closed door meeting part of the work? Did they plant the seeds for this work uh, with a closed door meeting before the pay-per-view show? Uh, you know, we, a week before double or nothing. or I mean, it's just implausible. And coming on the heels of the MJF thing. If they are going to work the entire locker room again with this thing, now we are firmly in WCW territory.
1: Right, right, and I was where gonna, we're I... just
0: fucking with everybody and working everyone. I this is not a work. At least what I'm telling you that I know those portions of this are not a work. Right. They just can't be. Mm-hmm. I, you know, am I am I telling you they're not going to lean into all this controversy? I, I'm not telling you. Of course, they'd be stupid not to. If if you can get these people to work together and be professionals when the bell rings, of course you lean into it. There's be no reason not to. Um do I now, do I just to be clear, do I believe Dave Meltzer when he says that Punk went into business for himself? Do I believe Mike Johnson? Do I believe Sean Ross app? I do. I personally do. Yeah, well, and, and I was... The, the Your reason... mileage may vary, but I believe
1: them. Right, and one thing I was going to bring up, and, and it does relate to the MJF thing as well, is there was a long time where you and I used to say that, like, one thing that AEW has, has done so far is they don't lie to the media, you know, and, and they don't lie to their locker room. And I don't know if that's still the case anymore. It remains to be seen. Uh, about the MJF stuff, obviously, different reports have have, have different in in terms of you know wh- what was real and what was fake about that. What you know, what was a work and what was a shoot. Who was getting one information and what was? The, I mean, it was, uh, it was that sort of stuff where it was already it was the first time it was truly confusing. Of like, all right, I don't know what's going on, and the locker room doesn't seem to know what's going on. So if this is all a work, then they're working their own locker room, and that's a very and we talked about it at the time. That's a very 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 dangerous thing to do. WCW fucked up. I fucked around and found out what that was like. When 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 you lie to your locker room and there's no trust between your locker room and fellow wrestlers and your locker room and, and management and your locker room and it, it's not good. It's a terrible way to operate a wrestling business. It never ever uh, goes well. And you know we talked about okay if this MJF stuff is kind of a work shoot shoot work thing or whatever, then they're towing a very you know it's a very interesting line they're trying to tow here. And I don't know if it's a great way to go about it. If we now follow up a couple months later with this thing, and this has working the boys in it again and working the media again, then you're, I think you're really starting to get into what I would call pretty dangerous territory. With, with as you said, now two pretty high profile examples of them lying to the media, lying to their fan base, lying to, I mean, well, lying to the fan base is fine; it's wrestling, that, that's cool. But lying to, you know, the locker room where people in the locker room genuinely do not know what's real and what's fake and what who's actually mad and who is – and that's never good. I mean, that's just not – I mean, you need to – at the very least, if you're going to work the media, you know, at least the locker room has to all be in lockstep and all know what's going on, I think, at all times. For it now to be as an example where, you know, like you're saying, and I'm just doing this as a hypothetical. I'm not – I don't know if it's – I don't know anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I'm just saying if – this is like a, a grand plan by Punk and Hangman and Tony to say, ha let's, you know, let's really make people think that you guys hate each other. Yada, yada, all that sort of stuff. That's a really dangerous thing to do. And not, and it usually does not result in success. Like it doesn't usually result in business success. And very, very rarely does it result in like the locker room being like, Oh, Hey, that was awesome. How everybody lied to us. And you know, we all thought, and we all looked like idiots, you know, thinking these guys really hated each other when they didn't, it just never does. It just never, ever works out. So, they they'd be towing a very dangerous line if they did that again here with this 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 page punk thing. So now I don't know where we are exactly cuz I I can't believe 100% that that meeting ended and all three guys shook hands and said, "All right, we got him. Let, let's go with this now. Let's do this." Like that that seems like a lot, but I wonder if they are like you said going to do maybe a little bit of a blended approach where these guys hate each other's fucking guts. They can't stand each other. But let's let's try to maximize what we have out of that as much as we can and maybe little jabs here and there, co- coward shit, then hangman can come back in a couple weeks and say there, there's definitely ways to now, I think use the the real life anger and the real life hatred to maybe use for storyline if that is the plan, or these guys truly just absolutely fucking despise each other and then you' you're, it's just not gonna happen. you know I don't know. Well, I don't know where we are right now.
0: Well let's break down. What Punk had to say I mean The idea Is he felt Blindsided and disrespected By some of the directions That Hangman took Their feud leading into Double or Nothing okay we've that's, yes,
1: and for people yeah. that are going to say, "Well, why is he upset about that?" I don't know. Ask Phil Brooks. <laughs> like, you know right. what I mean? Like that. I, you see a lot of that. Like, and and I saw all mem- members of the media getting this. People were saying, "Well, Punk was upset about the the." He was like, "What the hell are you upset about?" What I, I don't know. <laughs> Talk to Phil Brooks about that. Well, man.
0: okay, He's see Punk, <laughs> right? One He's yeah, see Like, about. I
1: don't know. Are you new here? Like, he gets upset about a lot of stuff. Little stuff too. So, you know, so, somebody brought up. I forget who it was. It may. I free. I, I. I. I'm sorry. I don't remember who I who brought it up. But there was a time where he came back to Ring of Honor one time, and the entire crowd—it was—he had been away for a little while, and he came back, and all three thousand people or whoever were there were cheering him. And one guy was like, "Boo! See a puck socks." And who do you think Phil Brooks spent half the promo getting mad about? Yeah, that guy. He's us. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like so a lot of people yeah. like us, but like four people don't like us. So fuck those. You know what I mean? Like those people. Well, more yeah. than four. Maybe four people don't like me. i more than four. Hate you, but um. <laughs> But it's, it's CM Punk, man. I don't know. I, I'm not going to explain to you why CM Punk is mad about something. That's that's his problem. We're just telling you. We're telling yeah, I'm just, you.
0: I'm just what telling he, you that. What,
1: that what upset just, him. You can now right. decide, well, why does that upset I don't know why it upsets him.
0: That's- I'm telling you that something upset him to the point where they had to have a closed door meeting with the boss. Right. Okay? You can speculate on what it was or whether it should have. But the point here is that was the start of it. That's where he felt slighted or disrespected or whatever. So the calling out hangman just to set up calling him a coward, that's the receipt. Okay. If we're working off the premise that he went into business for himself, that part of this is the receipt. Okay. To make hangman look bad. And make him look like, a and straight up, not make him look like a coward, call him a coward. Yeah, <laughs> it's Literally. a straight up say,
1: you're and a coward shit, yeah.
0: I could buy that where someone would see, <coughs> excuse me, where someone would think that that part of it uh, smells like a work because you're building a match. The next part, though, and these were his exact words. Uh, after he calls Hangman a coward, he says, the apology needs to be as loud in public as the disrespect. And then he moves on to moxley well what part of the storyline or what part of kayfabe does that have anything to do with what did hangman page ever do to cm punk in storyline to necessitate punk wanting an apology that's what doesn't add right 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 right. because that that the other part sure they were in a feud for the world title and and in storyline they're not fond of each other and i could see punk punking the guy out no pun intended but the the part where he's calling for an apology a public and loud apology that doesn't fit into the storyline there's nothing that hangman would need to apologize to punk for publicly so um you know and look it's pro wrestling people are naturally gonna think everything is a work i get it rich we do the same thing so I did I was, last night.
1: Like, I did last night before I was telling people we were on our, in our Discord and I was like people everybody was going oh my god oh my and i was saying just calm down. I don't I don't you know like maybe it's not a sh- like More of just like, let's see, instead of just assuming right out of the gates that this must be, you know, people saying well, why didn't Hangman come out? Oh, it makes Hangman look like an asshole. Oh, Hangman looks like a coward. I'm saying, but just calm down. Like, we'll see. Maybe something is going to change. Maybe Hangman comes out later. Maybe Hangman comes out next week. Like, let's let the story play out. Let's let things go. And then little by little, new stuff kind of comes out and new stuff comes out and new stuff comes out. And it's like, okay, maybe this isn't exactly what I thought because I, I honestly last night earnestly was just like oh okay well this is setting up they're using the what they know that some people know kind of the ba- you know backstage tension between the two to kind of address so that hey man now could come out next week and say are oh, you you can call me out when I'm not in town or whatever but you know now I'm here where are you you know where are you you know they, yeah, they, they, like that sort of stuff that, that you could do but then obviously hearing more and more about the stuff and Dave Meltzer's reports and other people's reports then it was like okay now I now I don't know anymore
0: yeah, all I can tell you is, and look, is they they had heat with each other. Hangman wasn't happy with Punk, and um, you know it's it's a lot of this goes back to. And I get I get into this on the Thursday Dynamite review. That's the name of the show now, by by the way, Rich Thursday Dynamite review, not Thursday TV. That's reviews. true. Yeah, you're not.
1: The world um, of MLW has stopped in your mind.
0: Well, you know, I haven't. It's been strictly a Dynamite review for like two years or something. <laughs>
1: right. It seems like a good time to not.
0: So why am I still calling it the Thursday TV reviews? It's a Dynamite review, but um,
1: it's also called the Thursday Dynamite review, and you're reviewing a show that happened on Wednesdays. I know it's happening on th- you're reviewing it on a the Thursday. itself
0: but... is on Thursday. Well, the genesis of that is I used to do <laughs> two audio. I used to do two audio television. I used to do the Monday TV reviews and the Thursday TV reviews. And Monday I would do two or three shows. Thursday I would do two or three different shows. Then I dropped the Monday reviews. And I was just doing the Thursday TV reviews. And those were Dynamite and usually MLW. Then MLW, with their weird schedule, they start and stop. And, you know, and then there's nothing to review. Or I just don't want to review it anymore. Or the people tell me that. And then eventually it just became a Dynamite review. So I just changed the name of the show to Thursday Dynamite review. I don't know. So anyway, that's the uh, history lesson for people who aren't longtime listeners or subscribers. But um. You know there's people who don't even who weren't even aware what TLB stood for? I know, I still.
1: Mean, yeah, I can't believe it. We
0: take for granted that everyone's been listening since 2012, but we're constantly picking up new listeners, and a lot of the shit that we say is like, people don't, they're new, they don't understand any of this stuff. Um, but what I was saying was, behind the paywall on the Thursday Dynamite review, you know, I get into this deeper, and you know, there's the quote-unquote aew originals and the new signings mostly the xwwe guys i mean that that friction is legitimate and it's not something that's new and it's something that has been worked into storylines and promos particularly when it comes to punk before you know the mjf feud obviously you know had heavy influence in that direction and um even moxley last night part of his promo towards punk was oh you're just here for the money you don't have heart anymore you're here for the money you came here because you were you needed money because you were broke so
1: I don't forget again, Kenny's. I understand don't forget why Kenny's people thing. Would be did, did you did you listen to Kenny's thing after the show too
0: <laughs> I I did you know Kenny's post show just for the crowd which always gets recorded um you know promo where he it, it, it seemed like he was sort of taking shots at, uh, at Punk and some of the newer guys as well So, uh, you know, with the Cosplayer comment, which I assume was directed Towards, you know, the Bret Hart fan club That they got going on back there and everything else And, you know, Dax Basically just ripping off Bret Hart matches I assume that's what Kenny meant by that uh, You know, but um, But that friction's real And it has, and real life friction Works its way into AEW Storylines way more than people might think I mean so that's another reason why I understand why people would be skeptical of all of this. Look, all I can tell you is, and if you're a listener of mine, you know, I, then you know my reputation. I don't bullshit on things, and, you know, we're not a news site necessarily, but I have a pretty good track. All I can tell you is what I heard months and months ago, and it's that these two guys had heat to the point where they had to have a sit-down with the boss and CM Punk's telling people he won't job to them. So – do with that what you will, what you saw last night, okay? And combine that with the reports from some of the other, uh, you know, actual reporters out there. Um, and do with that what you will. I can only tell you what I have known for many months. And you know, if you want to go into this deeper, again, if you go on the five dollar tier and listen to the, and you get a, you know, you get a dynamite review too, you know, you, aside from just the scoops, um, you get, you know, you get what i thought was an excellent dynamite review too so and everything else that comes with the $5 tier fuck it just do the $10 tier and get everything but um yeah i don't know you got anything else on this in, on the controversy specifically or you want to um transition this into them doing punk and moxley next week on tv
1: yeah let's do that cuz i think that's to me a little bit of an interesting because I, I I don't I, I'm trying to figure out if there's any sort of way that these things are all related because it's all just really really strange. So the first hour of Dynamite is like an all-time first hour of Dynamite. It's 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 a great Punk promo. He's hitting all these these points perfectly. You're like oh man what is going on? This is chaos. He's he's building to a match with with Hangman. He's building the match with Moxley at all out. They're fighting. They're brawling. Moxley comes out later in the show says like ah oh, goddamn we're doing this today. We're doing, you know I'm not gonna wait. Let's do this. You know so then they start. Brawling rolling again and then all of a sudden like out of nowhere leading into the main event they they're about ready to go to the, the i think they're about ready to go to the main event and excalibur's doing this thing where he's got to run down like 17 matches in, in 42 seconds or whatever it's always ridiculous and always incredible and he just kind of says well we just got word next week on dynamites john moxley versus cm punk for the unified AEW world championship and you could tell that it, it did seem like even they were taken aback by it. Jim Ross kind of seemed he he usually lets it fly these days. Jim doesn't really sugarcoat anything. Uh so his uh well you're finding out about that just when we did it here at the table. <laughs> like I I tend to think that that's probably rooted in some reality. Uh, uh Excalibur seemed a little surprised too. Everybody kind of seemed taken aback and I too was like, "Whoa, what? We're doing it next week now? All of a sudden we're just doing this thing next week and I uh, I'm I'm at a loss for why they're doing this. I'm at a loss for what the purpose of this is. Do you have any sort of theory uh, of what's going on? Now I'm biased as somebody who's going to All Out. So I am in the interest of I don't really give a shit about TV ratings. <laughs> I don't really give a shit about, you know, popping numbers or whatever. I want to see a very well-anticipated, w- very well-built match at all out while I'm there live. So, like me, I'm disappointed saying, oh fuck, now it's gonna be on free TV next week. Screw that. I wanted to wait till all out. I'm going to that show. It felt like a very well-built a match. It felt like one that we talked about last week, where all right, you want to sell pay per views. John Moxley and CM Punk is the way to do it. That's your main event. That's the way to go. So I'm at a complete loss for what would necessitate or what the reason would be for this thing to be on next week's Dynamite. Do you have any ideas, any theories, anything on your end?
0: Well, if you want to put on your conspiracy hat, maybe I'm wearing CM a Punk. hat. But let me maybe it's a White Sox hat.
1: But yeah, sure, yeah, it's a conspiracy hat. Now that's maybe fine.
0: maybe maybe CM Punk well, really foil. is.
1: Let me get a t- do, should I get tinfoil?
0: Maybe, maybe he is truly irate at the company and um, is truly channeling his hero that he and the FTR boys never shut up about, Bret Hart, and maybe he don't want to do a job in Chicago. So maybe okay. he wants to drop the title next week instead. But that's if you want to put on the conspiracy hat. Um, look, I, I don't think it's anything more than, was I surprised they announced it for last week? Of course I was. But... Because I thought that this would be the match at All Out. And it might still be the match at All Out, for all we know. They might, you know, run it back and and, and do it a second time. But I wasn't stunned that they're quote-unquote giving the match away because they've done many world title matches and big ones on TV. They did one last week.
1: Oh, no, no, they- and, and I don't mind them doing this match in a vacuum. Just the idea that we all kind of knew it was – or we all thought, at least, it was going to happen at All Out – and basically in, you know, the last 20 minutes of the show, we find out, oh, no, never mind. It's happening next week. Uh, that's just weird. That's 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 weird to do that. It's it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to have this match on Dynamite. It's going to happen in a couple of weeks. But to do this about face where all of a sudden with 20 minutes left to go on the show, now it's happening next week. I I that rubbed me weird. I, I Something was weird about that. Something was strange.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There could be something, you know, like I said, if you, if if you want to. Try to drum up conspiracies and tie it into the fact that maybe he went into business for himself or maybe there's discontent. I mean, there was a Sean Ross Sap report that there was at least one person said they were concerned that he was going to show up to work. Uh, you know, I didn't hear anything like that. But, you know, so if you want to go in those sort of directions yeah. with it, you can. I, I'm not reading that deep into it because they've done huge world title matches. You know, they did Hangman Page, Brian Danielson twice. On TV, they just did John Moxley versus Chris Jericho. They've done world title matches before on TV. And okay, let me, all right, let's look at it this way. Okay, because I think people are once again missing the plot a little bit. They're going to have five pay per views this year, right, Rich? They're going to have the four usual and
1: forbidden. Yes, correct.
0: For the sake of the argument, uh, what do you think those five, I mean, we could look it up, but we don't have time for that shit. What do you think those five pay per views are going to average? Can we call it? hundred and fifty thousand. You want to just say hundred fifty thousand buys? I'd yeah, yeah, probably say uh, yeah. I'd
1: say somewhere in the range of one hundred thirty to to you know one sixty, one seventy. That that range. I mean, we're not going to get all out last year again. Average, That's not happening. Right. That's not happening. So yeah, I would say yeah, one fifty is probably. Let's a call solid... it
0: one fifty. Yeah. We Yeah. You know, okay. So fifty bucks pop, right? Yep. All right. So um, that would be hundred and fifty thousand pay per view buys times five events. So seven hundred and fifty thousand pay-per-view buys this year times 50 bucks a pop that's 37.5 million dollars divide by two you know roughly the carrier cut right which is somewhere between 45 and 55 percent or something like that so you divide that number by two and aew will net this year uh off of the pay-per-view buys 18,750 18 million $750,000, 750,000 dollars. 18, let's call it 18.8 million dollars in pay-per-view revenue after the uh, carriers take their cut.. Yeah. How much is their television contract? It's a little under 45 million. Mm-hmm. So what's more important? The television, which brings in just under 45 million dollars a year, or the pay-per-view, which fuck it, let's call it 20. Is gonna bring in twenty million dollars this year, okay? So that's my point here. I'm yeah. Not oh no. Yeah. It's it's the TV. TV. No, the
1: TV is definitely more important to this company for for sure. I, I don't think anybody. Um, no, I wouldn't doubt. I, I I wouldn't argue with that. I. It's it's not that the match is happening. It's how the match is happening. It just kind of caught me, and it felt like a lot of people by surprise. It just. I guess you wanted it to sell that. Okay, this thing started off normal, and then they brawled, and then they brawled, and then they brawled, and then there's no choice. We ha- we can't let these two men. There there's just no way to contain them. It has to happen next week. It just it just seems bizarre. I I don't know. It just it it's it's th- they've built, you know, pay per view level title matches on Dynamite a lot. They've done that. I I d- something about this one just struck me a little strange, especially doing it as close as they did to all out. Just a couple. I mean, we're you know what.
0: We're two I weeks out.
1: I mean, we're two, three weeks out. Like, you know, why couldn't and then, you Right, because then
0: what's the match? And then you only have two weeks to build.
1: That's one, yeah, because now, okay, cool, then Moxie uh-huh. wins. Let's say hypothetically Moxie wins. Right. All right. well, now what's the main event of all that? Now you have two weeks to build to that.
0: I totally get it. And I'm not saying I wasn't surprised either. Um, but I, I see the mindset. I mean, you know, and it's not like it's unprecedented that they do this. But it did come to get – look, and the match after last week felt hot. And after the opening segment this week, it it feels molten. It feels molten. And I guess we're going to find out if it really is when the number comes in next week. Because Dynamite's basically been doing the same exact total viewership and demo for, like, forever. Seemingly forever. Okay? And I know a lot of people have been panicking over those numbers. I have not. I'm going to tell you why. They do basically the same number every week. And they've been number one for like seven or eight straight weeks. There were like two weeks in there where they were tied for number one in the demo and technically finished second if you if you you know estimate it down to the hundredth of a point. Uh, so for all intent and purpose, they've been number one on Wednesdays for like seven or eight straight weeks, either number one or tied for number one. And yes, they're down from last year. But if they're down from last year, and they're still number one every week, that tells you that Wednesdays are just down from last year. Because if they dipped and nothing, nobody else, then they wouldn't be number one every week. You know, If they were down year over year and they were you know, finishing 12th on cable, then I think that'd be a bigger problem. But you have to take into consideration they're still number one on Wednesdays. Uh, do I think it's good that they've uh, plateaued in this way? No. Do I think it's a disaster and the panic button and they're never going to grow? No. That's why – when I talk behind the paywall, I don't really harp on the ratings all that much. I don't think they're all that newsworthy, to be honest. Now, if they do Punk and Mocks next week, and it's not a bait and switch. Yeah, I think get
1: 950,000 next week, then that's.
0: Correct. You know, and, and it's safe to assume it's not any kind of bait and switch because Tony Khan has never done that. Tony Khan has never, ever done a bait and switch. Well,
1: and I've seen a lot of people say, oh, there's going to be some fuck finish and that's going to lead to the pay per view. And that, again, that would kind of be new ground for them they've that kind would of be new
0: ground and look maybe they will do
1: right but that's that's new so finish. like i can't say that they're going to do i can't immediately go to that just yet because they just haven't done that yet. So that I mean, that would surprise me because that's just not been their mo. They don't usually give away these types of matches and then not deliver on them and then just make you, you know, oh hey, go buy the pay per view in three weeks because you know the rematch is going to happen and you know the because like this match, the bell's going to ring and then these guys are going to fight and they're going to get disqualified. Oh, we're going to make it no DQ on Sunday, so go watch it all out. Like that would be. I mean, that's kind of that's not what they've done so far. They that this company has not done that. Other wrestling companies love this sort of shit. Other wrestling companies live for those sort of builds. AEW hasn't done that yet. So if they they might like they might do that. I don't I'm not saying they're not going to. It's just they haven't done that yet. So it doesn't cross my mind immediately just because they that's not the way that they've booked so far. Right, there's but no reason to who knows? There's
0: no reason to think they're going to do it because they, they've never done business right, right. that. Do I think there's a way to do a non-finish in a non-cheap way? Yes, I do. I mean, you know, There could be a scenario where they could have a match and just get into a violent brawl, uh, you know, up into the fucking concession stand and the referee throws it out or something. And I just there's ways you could probably get away with it. They've just never done that sort of thing. So I don't know. I'm just going to assume they're doing a title match next week and we're going to have no more interim champion. So, um, but then it's risky because you got two weeks to build a pay-per-view main event a pay-per-view that only has like two other matches or three other matches so far official. And if this match, which feels molten hot does the same 975,000 viewers on a 0.32, that is when I will say, okay, something's going on because this match felt big and it didn't mean anything for TV. That would be, this match has to be up. It has to be the rating next week. Must be up. It has to be. And I'll tell you what, if it's not, then it's also time to start having a conversation where uh, CM Punk can't be throwing his weight around and cut and shoot promos <laughs> right
1: right around. right how much are you worth right now pal like right everybody fucking hates you and you're annoying and you're causing a bunch of issues but if you're drawing money and you're making you know like he said in his promo like you know i'm the one that makes the dollars and the cents around here uh um, right if you stop well, then doing you that back, then... you're gonna
0: say that you gotta back that up
1: right if you stop doing that then are you worth all this trouble
0: you can't draw the same number jericho did two weeks earlier you know because th- then all of that stroke is gone um, oh, well, I mean, he'll still have a bigger contract than everybody else. <laughs> we know how that works in sports, but um, but you get the idea. So yeah, no, the match has to deliver. You can't put up the same point three two nine seventy five that you've been doing and then say, ah, well, we were number one again. No, 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 not with this match, because this felt like a pay per view main event, and it and it and the build has been incredible. It's only been a two week build, but it's felt like I said it. It's felt like a volcanic eruption, molten hot. So there's a difference, though, sometimes between how something feels and then what the reality is. And we're going to find out next week if it draws. So that see, that's going to be a fun rating to wait for and anticipate, you know, because this is a a real test to see whether, you know, uh, all of our sort of buzzometers are off. Because I think everybody feels like this is a huge match. Well, if it doesn't draw, then it wasn't as big as we thought and i think all of this controversy helps them which again feeds into people saying ah oh, it's all a work because you know this is going to be in the news cycle for at least a few more days and then maybe somebody'll speak and it'll put it back in the news cycle for and then before you know it it's wednesday again so um I, you know whether punk went into business for himself or not i can tell you this with the promo last night he successfully built two matches. Yes. I think he did. <laughs> right. You know, because both of those matches feel hot now. You know, whether CM Punk and Hangman Page legitimately can't stand each other or not, that's immaterial now because the seeds have been planted and a lot of people think that they do hate each other's guts and that always at least on paper makes a match more interesting if they do eventually get around to doing that match. You know, if you want to play conspiracy theory the other way, there's a lot of little hints that uh, they do hate each other, and that Punk did say he wouldn't lose to him. Why else would Hangman Page, who, by the way, I believe is ranked number one, if I'm not mistaken, why else would Hangman Page constantly say he doesn't feel like he's going to get a title shot anytime soon? Yeah. Why else would he say that? Well... If- it
1: makes a lot more sense now, yeah. There was a lot of those weird where you're like, why does he keep saying that? But... uh
0: you know, yeah, well, if the champion told you he's not going to wrestle you or lose to you, then <laughs> right. you might want to work that into your promos <laughs> sure. so you don't look like a goof that you're never getting a title shot. So, I mean, look, we could do this all day. We can sit here and do pardon the interruption and do a worked argument where you take the side that this is all a work and I take the side where this is all a shoot. And we could throw these little examples back and forth all day long. Okay. Uh, People are acting like fucking Inspector Clouseau all day, like the the AEW Twitter account. First, they tweet out the Moxley promo with all the CM Punk stuff cut off, with all the Hangman page stuff cut off of the promo. Then a couple hours later, they tweet out another version of the promo where everything is intact. So it's like whatever version that – whatever narrative you want to push, you have your ammunition. You've got the promo without the Hangman stuff, and then you've got the promo with everything intact. It's like – what makes you think that the AEW social media manager, who's a who's always been a disaster? Oh no, no I who think
1: that old alive. guy. That guy's gone. The, the disaster guy is gone. I believe it, it Dianne, has not been.
0: Diane Fraser has gone. But it hasn't been any better since I, it's, Well, it's not yeah. as
1: bad. I I can't say it's good, but it's not as bad.
0: Uh, it's gone from train wreck to tire fire. I mean, on, it's not uh, Yeah, good it's a, it's media.
1: a smoldering tire fire. I, I it's still hot to the touch. I don't know that it's like actively like when, when our when our, our main man was there, what was his what was the full name again?
0: Deanne Saccone Fraser.
1: Yeah. That was like that was a train wreck. I uh, uh, just a yeah. train wreck and a ball of flames every single day. That that was not good. It's 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 warm to the touch still. It's still warm to the touch. I, I wouldn't call it a full on tire fire.
0: The point here is, do you think they're in total lockstep with uh, everybody's? Uh, no, that person's job is to take interesting clips off the show and tweet them out. Okay, they might get told something later if they, if somebody doesn't want something up. But people are. My point here is, people are just. Now we're all playing fucking you know Sherlock Holmes. To and <laughs> right,
1: right. I think there's actually even another layer. I think when the when they first posted the clip last night, it had the clip. Uh, they posted a a a clip of Punk's promo on Twitter, and it had the Hangman stuff in there. And then they uploaded to YouTube a a part of the promo that didn't have it in there, and then eventually <laughs> uploaded. The full, inter- so it's it's there's yeah. there's layers upon I, layers I, upon layers. Yes,
0: layers upon layers, and I, I stopped listening to you fifteen seconds. I don't care about any of this. It's just utter <laughs> nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. This company it's, is, it,
1: This company, like, th- think about this, like you can kind of understand where some of the inner workings and what's going on in this company. All that sort of, do you honestly think there's an at all email that's, Hey guys, I <laughs> just wanted to follow up that uh, uh, CM Punk parentheses, Phil Brooks is going to cut a quote work shoot promo on one yeah, it's... Adam Hangman Adam page. We'd like you all to uh, first uh, tweet out a clip of the promo <laughs> and then afterwards right. delete that uh, and then do a edit of the part. And then later, eight hours later, uh, upload a full clip of that. Thank you for your understanding. Let me know if you have any questions. You know, dash tk <laughs> and then sent out. You know, I don't. I don't think that's happening. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong.
0: It's just you know, it's people. What people do in these scenarios is they look for evidence to support their hypothesis, and then they cling to any piece of evidence that might support their opinion on what's happening. That's all. So you get to me. It's all noise. I don't have any time for it. Um. But, yeah, I mean, the number will tell the tale as to whether this is, in fact, a hot match. And then what they do for the pay-per-view, You know, according to Meltzer, it is not Punk Hangman. At least that wasn't the original plan for the pay-per-view, despite like, Punk's promo. So I don't know. Do they just do this match again? Does it take some of the edge off of it if you do it on TV two weeks earlier? I mean, that all depends how it plays out on TV. I can't answer that. You know, I have to see how the match comes off on TV to determine whether it'll still be a hot match on pay-per-view two weeks later. I think it's impossible to assess until you see how things feel coming out of the match that they're going to have next week. So, I mean, where do you stand on that?
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I I just don't. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it it would be very, very strange for them to do. Some sort of fuck finish, a double DQ, a double count out and just say, oh, these men, they we're, we're, you know, at all out, we're going to do no count out. No, you know, da da, da, da or we're going to put it in a cage or, you know, something dumb like that. that. That's just not what they've done so far. I suppose you could have these two guys go to like a time limit draw and then run it back. But then I feel like you're, I don't know, I, like you said, it's molten right now. Right now it feels hot as fuck. I don't know if you guys, if they have a 60 minute match that you're going to say, Oh, you know what? I can't wait for in three weeks, these guys to wrestle again. Like, I don't know that these two guys are that kind of, those kind of workers. You know what I mean? They're, and that's taking nothing away from Moxie and Punk, who I think are tremendous workers. But their work is so much built in how they talk you into the building, the type of words they use, the promos, the package, and then the brawl that happens. Like, I don't want to see these guys wrestle for 60 minutes and then wait two more weeks and then see them wrestle for 35 minutes again. Like, that that doesn't interest me as much. Well, well yeah, I would still enjoy it. It'd probably still be a pretty fun match. But, like, it doesn't feel like that. They're not those kind of workers. I feel like you can do this one time with this sort of buzz and heat to it. I don't know that you can run it back, so I don't know what they do. I, I honestly have no earthly idea what they do. Um, I Guys, I, you know, a hangman runs in, MJF runs in, you break it up that way. I, But then again, like, that's just not what they've done so far. That's right, kind of right, WWE so shit. I hate it.
0: You said something interesting there, which was going to be my, uh, my big kicker to the conversation here is I think – an example of a fuck finish that would work that no one would complain about is MJF getting involved. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. No. If MJF hopped the rail and jumped CM Punk, if MJF took that box off of his head and it wasn't Kip Sabian and cost CM Punk the match and the title, when MJF said, I will... I don't know exactly. I'll give
1: you the worst loss of your life, or something like that. Yes. Was the worst, you know. You'll have the most embarrassing loss of your life, or something yeah. to that. Effect. I promise
0: yeah. you, I will be the cause of the worst, most embarrassing loss of your life, something to that. We're paraphrasing poorly, but
1: as usual, as per
0: usual. So if if that if and if something like that went down, I think people. Would accept that. Yeah, but for then do you want to see? Do you
1: want to see Punk and Mox then three weeks later? Or do you want to see Punk and MJF then?
0: No, then you don't do Punk and Mack, Mox the, on the pay per view. You do Punk and MJF. Okay. Okay. Whether, yeah. Yeah. That works. You know, That's fine. Mox is your champion and does whatever it is he's going to do. But the real main event is Punk and MJF.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Saying? Yeah. 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 For
0: so, sure. So I mean, if you, if they do something like that, there no one would complain about that for two reasons. Number one, AEW never does that. So. If you don't overdo a trope, or if it's new to you in your universe, right? people are a little more forgiving. And the other and, and far more important factor is that it's the return of MJF. And when MJF returns, and I don't know who needs to hear this to use an, overturn, an overused phrase, okay? I don't know who needs to hear this. That's going to be the biggest fucking thing in wrestling when he returns, I, yeah, bar none. And if he returned under these circumstances and cost CM Punk the title... You know, obviously that's going to be huge, and and just thinking that through, you know, in my head, that would easily pop an enormous buy rate on the pay-per-view. Ooh, I said buy rate.
1: Oh, uh, at at Mookie Gana, if he could ever sign on to Twitter, he's going to get mad at you.
0: Yeah, massive amount of buys on pay-per-view two or three weeks later. So that's what I mean when I say there are ways to do a fuck finish. I have to see what they do, and maybe they won't do a fuck finish. Maybe we're just getting a fucking fight to the finish, and someone comes away to I need to see how this all comes across and, and how it plays out before I determine whether they have sufficient time to build a hot pay-per-view main event. That's my point here.
1: So that's next week. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's got me anticipating time for sure. I mean, I'll be I'll be tuning in live. You know, I, I'm usually I, I tend to. Will you m- now? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. Well, I watch live this week too. they they've they've,
0: oh, they've- so you're watch you're gonna watch live next week too. I think so.
1: Well, well, you know, I see what you're saying. I see what you're getting at.
0: Well. I- you know, something to think about. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well. Something to think about. That's how the
1: plans go, yeah. Well, but uh, yeah, not, a, not the worst about. idea. Not the worst idea. Don't want to say yes right now because uh, – it... for... We could use a little bump for the August. <laughs> no, yeah. No pay-per-views in August. So is going to be big, but we could use a little –
0: Yeah, all right. I hear. I
1: I, I, I I get what you're laying down, Joe. And I think the listeners get what you're laying down. So stay tuned bump-a-roo. for that. Yeah, we'll stay down.
0: we bump for the August. <laughs> August needs something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, that's uh, a Keep an eye on that for the next couple yeah. of days. So, yeah. Get those plans together. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see how uh, that goes. Um, all out. We have a little bit now that we've, you know, Pumpkin Mox is presumably not on All Out anymore. We have uh, so far matches Trios Tournament Final. Obviously, we'll talk about Kenny Omega returning in a bit here. Uh, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt and then Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the women's title. So those are the confirmed matches that we have. You can pretty much lock it in. It's not official official yet, but I am going out on a limb and saying that Danielson and Jericho will be on the pay-per-view too. Uh, I believe Jungle Boy and Christian all but needs to kind of just be confirmed, but that will probably be I think all out as well, I think so.
0: Jungle Boy, I think Jungle Boy and Christian is a stone cold lock. He basically Dan- said
1: let's do it. I think Christian just yeah. didn't say yeah, I'll do it. You know, we're, we're, that's all we're waiting for, but yeah, that's happening.
0: For sure. I think Daniel Sin Jericho is maybe 75%. And I, I think Starks and Hobbs should get a pay-per-view match. Um, oh, hell yeah, we'll they say. should. Yeah, they really should. They should. They absolutely should. We'll see. And we know the trio is final. is on the pay-per-view too, which, man, I'm really starting to think it's going to be Dark Order versus the Bucks. and.
1: Oh, so Baker. we can get some conflicted hangman?
0: God, your, your favorite um,
1: story in wrestling conflicted, anxious Millennium Cowboy.
0: Stupid, <laughs> disgusting. Um, John but you know, Silver. <laughs> yeah. God.
1: Um, good start though. Good start to this Trios tournament. The best is, uh, I think, the best is yet to come with the uh, next week's uh, United Empire Death Triangle. But uh, let's talk about I that.
0: A, I might have a semi-hot take about. Yeah, uh, one of the match. Yeah, you tell me if this is a, if okay. this is a hot take. This quality hot take. Um, so the trios match: Wardlow and FTR versus Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, and Jay Lethal. Right? Yes, correct. Sanjay Dutt is uh, starting to overdo it a bit, in my opinion. A little too 1980s pro wrestler. He's starting to annoy me in all the wrong ways.
1: Yeah, I don't. That whole crew At, is is really on the edge.
0: Dutt started great. I love the idea of. I, I thought the turn was well done when he joined Lethal at the first ROH pay per view, and I think, you know, the pencil behind the ear and you know, <laughs> yeah, and all that. But now he's like, he's he has he has evolved into a caricature of a pro wrestling manager with all of the screaming, and it's hard for me to to put it a into words. Yeah, a lot of
1: faces, a lot of screaming. Yeah, Just the like... weird
0: face. Screaming, D- dude! Just be a manager. You were hateable already.
1: Yeah, a lot of like baby's first like territory manager type thing. You know. Yes. Just, yeah. It,
0: it, he's really gone down a path I don't like uh, over the last few weeks.
1: Very Jimmy and Hart. Very Jimmy Hart. Needs to, needs to be less Jimmy Hart. More. Uh... He
0: wishes he was Jimmy Hart.
1: But <laughs> yeah.
0: and I'll tell you another thing. That's don't don't have yeah, Jimmy like, Hart? I
1: should I should WCW Jimmy. How about WCW Jimmy Hart?
0: More like. You know, a better comp would be what you said before. I think it'd be, like, a territory in its Don't, dying if days. You, if you're,
1: if you're going to rag on number one Paul Jones, I'd just uh, take that elsewhere, pal.
0: No, I mean, not Paul here. Jones, he'd have to be, like, comatose and not add anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was going to say, I, I, different, different yeah. bad vibe. Even though I like he, a number one Paul Jones.
0: But. He more reminds me of, like, a manager from a public access wrestling show who's on camera because he's the promoter's brother-in-law. <laughs> and he's just... Completely overdoing it. and that That's how he's coming across to me. I'm going to say something else, too, with Sanjay Dutt. And I like Sanjay Dutt. Jeez, I really yeah, do.
1: good lord. Leave, leave the guy alone.
0: I, I, I loved him as a wrestler. Uh, and I liked how all of this started. It's too over the top for me. I'm going to say something else, too. If he wrestles on the pay-per-view in the street clothes with the pencil behind the ear, that's going <laughs> to... Because he wrestled like that on Rampage. It's going to annoy me. Put on some wrestling tights and... We don't need here okay. Here's what I'm gonna say and we'll move on. Because we have a lot to do, and Sanjay Dutt wasn't on the run sheet. Okay. Here's what I'll say we'll move on. We don't need two smart mark sterlings, Rich. There we don't go. need two you're not wrong. smart mark sterlings. Yeah, that's a great comp.
1: That's a great comp for a guy who's and, and it works for what yeah. One works, I'd say I, I I haven't hated smart mark all the time. Like there's times where I he kind of annoys me, but we don't yeah, you're right. There's there's room in a wrestling company for one of them. There's definitely not room for two of them.
0: And Smart Mark Sterling's tremendous. I'm not even putting him down. I think he's great. Him and Tony Neese are such a great prelim act.
1: <laughs> it's so good.
0: Because they're just goofs. They get they
1: total get, goofballs. I saw. Did you see people working themselves into a shoot about Tony Nese's tweet?
0: You know, I They're checked like, Twitter oh, Twitter he's today. upset now, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, come because did, did you
1: see tweet? his tweet? Oh, he tweeted, no. um, it was great. It was, uh, let me let me get the exact. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, the premier athlete, I don't want to, uh, misconstrue his, uh, oh man, what's his Twitter account? Isn't it just Tony Neese? at Tony Neese, yeah, there we go. All right, mm-hmm. he said, uh, okay, quote. Uh, You all would have been very disappointed, maybe even outraged, if you found out who was supposed to debut against me on Dynamite last night. And now, because of Mox, that opportunity might never come again.
0: That's a great tweet. It's
1: so great. The people are like,
0: oh, I got, uh, now Tony Neese
1: is upset. <laughs> it's like, and then I think Smart Mark realized that, okay, let's, let's, let's nip this in the bud here. Cause then he quote tweets, unbelievable. And they cheered. <laughs> it's just like you dorks, but people were getting legitimately along. Oh yeah, they, they did Tony Neese dirty. <laughs> He's
0: a dork. Oh, He's just, a, burn, just burn Twitter to the ground. Just burn. That's it the to
1: quote the I ground. used. The quote I used at the beginning of the show in my little sound clip is just like, lose yourself in the moment for for a minute guys like you don't add, not everything in wrestling yeah. needs yeah. to be deeply thought it. out and oh yeah. mm, how does this relate to sometimes guys are just chicken shit heels some guys sometimes guys are just dorks that's their character okay.
0: prelim heels doing prelim <laughs> right. things and they're very entertaining in With the world. Tony D
1: saying hey look you, I, I, you were going to get a great match but then Moxley you know just right. ruined it. Right that's,
0: that's, that's a great tweet. It's so great yeah you know he's out there counting his abs and Moxley just beats the shit out of him it's, it was awesome television I love that little segment. And the, the follow up tweet is fantastic.
1: Yeah, but you had a lot you of know, stopwatch people being like,
0: Ah Tony these got screwed too. It's like,
1: Oh my god.
0: Are you kidding me? Is that a real thing?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I, I I'm afraid to tell you it was a real thing.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. We've what lost the plot. What do you think
0: the pro wrestling show is? Like I what do they think I don't it know is?
1: anymore, man. I don't know. I'm not I don't know. I, I, and to be fair, again, this is a classic example. I probably 75% of the people got it, and then a few people didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: this could be. Yeah, you might be mad At, about like, a tweet from a guy with five followers. Exactly. And,
1: exactly. I get it. Exactly,
0: right. So. It, that's the, the perils of Twitter. It's like you think everything is important, but none of it's important. And it's like you get wrapped up in. So that could be what's happening here with this. I didn't even see any of this. I think those are fun tweets by Neeson Sterling. So I'm with you. I don't see how anyone could read that as them being like <laughs> "pew pew." Idiots. Like, <laughs> the fuck are we doing? I
1: right? I ask myself that every week. Oh, <sighs> man, all right. So there's that. So that, that's what we got all out. Um, we'll see what happens. Kenny Omega returned uh, as a member of the Elite, as most people predicted. Uh, then on BT, they basically told you it was Kenny Omega, as they said. You know, I, I don't know if you saw the clip, but it's I. It was I think it was Matt that was like, "Well, are you ready?" And then he's like okay well if you're ready and then they played like a second of kenny omega's song and then people were like yeah i think it's kenny it's, it's kenny guys <laughs> like they, how can they tell you other yeah. than saying it's going to be kenny omega on the video like they, they told you it was kenny and it was kenny so the predictable you know sometimes predictable is the way to go in wrestling and they did that here uh kenny comes back uh and then we had more people that don't understand wrestling as kenny omega is taped from head to toe <laughs> he looks like a fucking mummy of kt tape and he can't lift his arm and he's wearing a flak jacket and his shoulders taped up and he uh, he's struggling and oh he tried to do a move and then he holds his knee and goes ah my knee yeah. then he tries to do a move and he holds his shoulder ah my <laughs> ah. yeah. and then he tries to do something in his midsection oh my midsection hurts and then uh dragon lee does a tope and takes him over the take like, you know just like the, every part yeah. every big spot was exactly fine uh and then kenny apologized on twitter after and said ah, I'm, I'm not all the way there but i promise every single round i'll get a little bit better and i'll be ready to go so uh joe so i cool think story. he's gonna be okay
0: <laughs> so it's a cool little story where it's like he came back before he was ready to help his boys.
1: Right, right. Because they they call if you watch BT, like he's like, "Well, are you sure? Like, if if you're not yeah. ready, don't you know? Don't come. If yeah. you think you're ready, I mean, yeah, obviously we'll take you. But if you're not ready, you don't have to." And and Kenny's saying, "No, no, no, no. I'm ready as I'll be." So yeah, I like it. Little by little, which- going to strip the 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 layers of KT tape that he's wearing and probably be just okay. So.
0: The, the the shoulder harness The compression shirt Like all of these things and, It worked you know, It worked
1: the nurse I'll say She went Whoa he looks like shit <laughs> like She was She was She was very much the, the old work Is the new work For the nurse she couldn't That's believe awesome I mean, She I, was I, like Whoa he used to look Really good He looks like awful now. I was like
0: That's cool If yeah, people are falling like, yeah, for I know, it I mean Yeah I mean like, oh, He looks
1: fat She thought he was fat I was like I don't know We, we can't see know, his We not, can't see his abs not. I don't know What to tell you so. yeah. um, She also thought He looked old And I had to You know 38 years old he's, you know.
0: Well, the nurse is all over him, geez. I guess
1: not let Kenny go. Geez.
0: Fuck. Um I think what this also does is it gives them a very easy out if they want that team to lose in the tournament. Right? Kenny's not ready, he's you know uh so there's a way now you can knock them out of the tournament without shitting on the return of Kenny Omega. Cause it'd be weird if Kenny Omega came back at full strength and then like they lose in the second round, right? That, that's like that. So if you so if the plan is for someone else to win the tournament, well now they have a an option to yeah, tell the story. or he's just you know, you know? just having
1: fun with it. Even if they're winning it, I think the idea of him like little by little by little, he's yeah. a fucking dork for wrestling and he's a dork for Japanese wrestling. If you watch Japanese, an American wrestling guy comes back from injury and usually they're A-OK, ready to go, I'm all set, you know, hey, I'm, I'm 100%, and I'm ready to take back my championship or take back you know, this or whatever. Japanese wrestling, very, very often when you come back, you got to work yourself back into shape, and very often you're going to lose that first match. You might lose the first few matches as you work yourself back into shape. That's all that's happening here. That's all that's happening. Yep. So just, again, it's wrestling, man. Sometimes you just got to let it, you know, let it play out sometimes. I hate to use that phrase, and people have lost... That phrase was a meme because WWE... We would say that for WWE stuff because they never actually finished stories or told good stories. Right. So right. we would say let it play out in the sense that like, haha. But people have now co-opted that and just use that. And if you use that for anything, like, oh yeah, let it play out. Da, da. No, it's some some companies deserve the right to play it out. WWE didn't, and that's where the meme came from.
0: But You know, I, I think people have lost their minds with the end of Dynamite too. And and I and I know I did this behind the paywall as well and did a rant on this, but um, what did you think of them turning on Dragon Lee, Andrade and Rouge? turn on Dragon Lee as the show is going off the air, as there's all this confusion? The announcers are screaming, oh, my God, what's going on in the ring? The Young Bucks are pointing at the ring. And I did see on Twitter uh, last night a lot of people who I really think should know better really lost their minds on this one and thought that maybe the uh, luchadors were going into business for themselves. <laughs> what? or. <laughs> what? I swear I saw that take and or or that or that unmasking
1: Tony, their brother.
0: Or that it was just bad that the show was timed <laughs> timed out poorly again and, and ran late and they didn't have time to get the <laughs> wait, angle wait, in. Hold on.
1: You gotta circle back to the going into business for themselves.
0: Well the idea being that Roosh, you can never know what that guy's gonna do. Like so He's maybe, attacking his
1: brother and unmasking
0: him? I mean it's Roosh and he's crazy, so that's the kind of that's what people look. It's not my take, Rich. <laughs> Defend this take, Joe. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm telling you, it's stupid. So you're telling me um, Roosh is shooting on his brother? Is what I'm hearing. Here.
0: Not shooting, but shooting his own angle.
1: Okay, uh, okay, okay. I, weirdly, I can't buy that. <laughs> I can't buy that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. All right, you misunderstood. I'm not. I didn't see anyone saying they were shooting on Dragon Lee. What I saw people saying was, "Holy shit, is Roosh at it again?" Like, doing his own angle at the end of Dynamite because of the abrupt way that it ended. Okay, over. okay, okay. Which, I mean, I guess is plausible. <laughs> it's
1: not impossible. It's I would say you're dumb, but it is Roosh, so it's not implausible. I don't think yeah.
0: that's what happened here. I think th- these guys... Roosh does that when he knows he can get away with shit like that. These guys want permanent jobs with AEW. They're not going to pull their usual... You know, they will eventually want to talk Tony into bringing in, uh, you know, Bestia Del Ring, okay? They're not going to be going into business for themselves.
1: I'm being told that this was Cubs fan that made that theory, and if that's the case, he's probably right. <laughs> you know I
0: didn't see Cubs, but I yeah, saw – So
1: if Cubs did say that, he's probably right, Then I would side with that because that man has seen some shit. That man knows all the ins and outs of, of luchadores going into business for themselves. So uh, if Cubs and, is and saying look, it, with,
0: now I believe is, it. And, and Roosh is nuts. We know that. But- <laughs> right, right, right. I personally don't think that's what happened. The other thing I was seeing a lot was, "Oh, Booker of the Year doesn't know how to time his shows again," so they had to rush the angle. I don't believe that was the case either. I just think it was a fucking cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, sometimes like, things are, happen at the end, and they're trying to make you say, Well, what happened there?" And then you watch next week. Is, is dude? Kinda... They
0: want you to watch fucking Rampage in two days, <laughs> or they want you to watch? They want you to turn on Dynamite to see how to, what fucking happened? I, I really okay. So, just to explain, I never watch live. I cook a nice dinner. I spend Wednesday night with my wife. We put the kids to bed. Uh, we eat. I put her to sleep. You know, maybe give her a little lands action if, if I was gonna say right. the wife
1: or the daughter, but okay. then it was the wife. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then and then I come downstairs. I grab my notebook. Yeah. I watch Dynamite with the with the fucking remote in my hand. I take my notes. Okay. So. I didn't see a, any of this hubbub until after I watched. Then I go on Twitter and you know scroll through some takes.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: I check Twitter like twice a day, once in the afternoon, once in the middle of the night. Um and and then I, I'm seeing these takes and I'm like, to me watching it play out, I was just like, oh, they did a cliffhanger. And then here's what's funny. Like three minutes after the show ends, there's a Tony Khan tweet, perfectly constructed, by the way, with <laughs> hashtags and ats. And we all see how Tony tweets when he's agitated. <laughs> okay, so there's a Tony Khan tweet like three minutes after the show, perfectly constructed. Wow, did everyone see that crazy end to Dynamite? Tune into Rampage where we'll have special unseen footage of the of the carnage that took place after the main event. Oh yeah, I'm okay. Like, At that point, I'm everybody, like, right, everybody, the, that's everybody,
1: that's go back and delete your dumb takes then, because
0: that's a fucking scheduled tweet. <laughs> It's a scheduled tweet for for fucking ten oh three. What are we doing here?
1: Well, it's a other, cliffhanger. I, I did see a lot of stuff too of people saying like, "Oh, the cameras missed it," or the cameras were like shaking and they weren't right. Dude, we, we we give credit. And I I and I do too. I talked about it on my on my beach beach bash series at Flexion Patreon. Like we give tons of credit to WCW for how they shot and and did all the NWO stuff. They made it seem like chaos was happening. The cameras would shake. Announcers would drop their headsets. Like f- papers would ruffle all over the place. You know, guys would bump into each other. It, it was it was it was supposed to look like oh my god, we don't know what's going on or what the hell's happening here. Oh my god, you know what. And people praise that stuff, and rightfully so, because it was good. But now, like, ah, it wasn't a perfectly framed shot of, of Dragon Lee's getting unmasked or whatever. Ah, what the hell's going on with this company? Ah, can't, they don't know what they're doing. They've lost track. The truck doesn't know what they're doing. The Booker doesn't know what he's doing. The wrestlers don't know what they're doing. This is chaos. It's a, well, maybe it's supposed to be chaotic. Maybe that's kind of the goal—is is chaos.
0: I gotta find this fucking TK tweet now to read it to you directly. <laughs> it but- sounds
1: very uh, scheduled. Yes.
0: You know a perfectly constructed Also you know, D-
1: Dragon Lee shook their hand afterwards He like shook the hands of, of the elite
0: Yeah there was a lot of. So it's
1: not like it was out of okay, nowhere Yeah
0: there was a lot of Dragon Lee Working Technico and his partners working Rudo in the match right. Which you know that's a Jim Ross Problem if the commentators didn't get that over Yeah I right, mean, right He right. was awful last night Right. Well, um, He's awful every night but... Here's the tweet Thank you okay hold on Um Thank you all who watched AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, Hashtag AEW Dynamite. After the bell in our classic main event, the at AEW World Trios Tournament (laughs) opener, with the return of at Kenny Omega Man X, post-match action unexpectedly got out of hand, exclamation (laughs) point. We'll have highlights of that aftermath this Friday on hashtag AEW Uh. Rampage, exclamation point. Okay? It's a fucking cliffhanger. Rich, When you watch old territory stuff, how many times have you seen, I'll give you a good example, two big stars get in the ring with like four minutes left in the show, right? And as soon as they lock them up, Gordon Sully starts screaming, fans, we're out of time! Yeah, I can't we're believe
1: it, time. we're out of time! <laughs> we'll have to let you know what happened. Like, it's a fucking Every episode windhanger. of Memphis, by the way, every single episode of Memphis that I've ever watched ends that way, with Ransom also going, I can't believe it, we're out
0: of time! Right. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, every episode of people Memphis. People fighting
0: all over, if it's Memphis, right. it's people fighting all over the place. <laughs> <Yeah. and people laughs> this is rap. chaotic, oh, we'll see right next Lawler. week! <laughs> oh, Lawler, just throw a fireball, <laughs> we're out of time! Right. Like, yeah. right. and then, right. that's good
1: a lance russell this show yeah
0: i do a decent lance russell so um you know so whether it's the you know whatever you know, but what L- do we like, call yeah, jordan
1: what- thank you jordan in the chat in the chair tape machines are rolling like that's yes. the literal phrase was literal phrase for so, that yeah
0: and that's tony saying we'll have highlights of the aftermath <laughs> right. this friday tony khan is saying the tape machines are rolling so and now, what do we? What's Tony Khan's nickname, Rich? Don't disappoint me here. Mid South Tony. Thank you. It's a fucking cliffhanger. This <laughs> guy grew up. He idolizes Bill Watts wrestling. The fuck are we doing here? But people are so anxious to claim <laughs> that this guy doesn't know what he's doing, or the show sucks, or it's it's the Brandy Rhodes promo, Rich. Yep. This is another example of the brand. people are now looking for the Brandy Rhodes promo on these episodes of Dynamite. I watched this and I just thought it was, okay, a cliffhanger. Looks like Dragon Lee is getting kicked out of the group. That's all I thought. Twitter would have told you another tale. And people who should have known better. I'm finger wagging it. Can you feel me finger wagging? I, I can
1: feel it. Yeah, I can feel it through the microphone. Wow.
0: People who sh- I'm doing the finger wag point. People who should have known better, Rich, are sitting here saying that the ending of this show was baffling. Baffling. <laughs>
1: I refuse to wait next week to see if there's any conclusion to this story. I am confused.
0: Or two days from now. Yeah,
1: or we are literally on hashtag rampage on right. Friday.
0: So, it's like...
1: At hashtag, what was the at? I hope you can check out at hashtag, oh, wow, to it. Hold
0: on, to it. We'll have highlights of that aftermath this Friday on hashtag AEW rampage. Right. So you just have to, to wait
1: until Friday, hashtag AEW rampage, exclamation point for the...
0: Which, which by the way... If you want to take shots at Tony Khan in his booking, what you should be saying is, oh my God, they're actually going to follow up immediately? We don't have to wait three weeks We don't have to pump? wait
1: nine months. Yeah, they have the okay. conclusion. Yeah.
0: There's your angle. If you want to bury TK, that's the angle. I'm giving you a little tip, okay? That's where you would attack him here. Not the fact that they did a cliffhanger. And I hate to do this, but Rich, this is another example. 20 years of a company with the same fucking... TV pattern every week. They didn't do things like this, so it breaks people's brains if you do a fucking cliffhanger on a pro wrestling show now, and it's uh, it's a little sad, honestly, that you know people have just been so conditioned. It has to be wrong because we don't see this. We've never we haven't seen this for twenty years, right? So, because um, WWE, at least in the Vince era, we'll see with Triple H would never end a show. With that kind of chaos
1: very few cliffhangers, very little chaos. Yeah, it usually has a, a usually has an, an ending. Not always a satisfying ending, that's not the right word, but usually it's like, you know, heel walking back up the ramp, you know, smiling and it's Oh man, they've done it again you know, that that sort of stuff. Not not the tape machines are rolling. Chaos is happening. We'll see you next week. Oh my God. You know, that type of stuff. Very rarely.
0: I honestly think it's better that it wasn't slick and well produced. No, than exactly. Cameron That's what
1: I'm for, saying. You know? That's like, You're I lo- like going back and watching a lot of the NWO stuff for that, that Beach Bash series and, and other series that I've done. I love that shit because, like, you know, the interview would come, and then Tony Shimani would throw his headset down, and instead of muting the mic, you would hear the headset land, and, and papers would go all over the place, and the desk would be askew, and, like, you know, it would take a second for the guys to put their mic, their headphones back on, or the cameramen would, would drop their camera for a second and then pick it back up. Like, that stuff's good. It was supposed to say that stuff is happening it's chaotic. It's not a television production. It's a simulated sport. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a simulated sport happening in front of you, not necessarily a slickly produced, uh, you know, fictional television show.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I hate to do this. No, I really don't. I like to do it. But if it were WWE, they would have, they would have, uh, you know, they would have foreshadowed the turn the entire match. You know what I mean? They would have had like, Michael Cole screaming at you that, you know, uh, Roosh and Andrade, uh, you know, are, well, Dragon
1: Lee would have, have tipped- done the handshake and then like Roosh would have looked at him and like, you know, yeah. finger wagged him or whatever. Michael Cole would be like, what is he?
0: Ta- what is there? Something yeah.
1: going on between <laughs> maybe this unit isn't <laughs> as good as we thought they were. Right. They you would know. have
0: tipped it off. Yeah. And then, you know, they would have screamed in your ear and, talked you through it because they all they think everyone's a big dummy and like, they're right you know
1: what has. honestly as we've seen they're right so they apologize to michael right. cole yeah. apologize you know what to apologize michael to cole.
0: vince mcmahon because you gotta uh, hand
1: it to the guy <laughs> you, he, have to you just gotta him. hand
0: it to him because he he was correct that wrestling fans are very dumb uh i think you know he he may have been on to something there but um anyway that was uh a little dynamite, which I review every week behind the paywall on the five dollar tier Thursday, uh, dynamite reviews. So, there you go, there you
1: go. All right, so let's get to some other topics here. Before we do that, though, I do have to let you know this episode of the flagship podcast is sponsored by Hello Fresh. And yes, with Hello Fresh, you get farm fresh, pre portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That is why. They are America's number one meal kit. So you can skip the grocery store and spend more time soaking up the last of the summer sun. I know you were just excited to get that last of the summer sun, Joe. Hello Fresh Market is a one-stop shop for all of your mealtime needs with curated selections of quick breakfasts, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. They deliver fresh, quality produce from the farm to your door in less than a week, allowing you to enjoy the delicious flavors of the season right now. From home. If you're uh, you know, getting back to the fall season, can be pretty busy, school starting, all that sort of stuff, but weeknights can be made so much easier with Foolproof, our Foolproof, step by step recipes ready in around 30 minutes or less. HelloFresh has quick and easy recipes, 20 minute meals, and low prep, low cleanup options to provide you an even faster route to putting food on your table in your already Packed schedule. So now is the kicker. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. That's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use our promo code VOW16. And it's going to get you 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash VOW16 and use that promo code VOW16 and you'll get 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh. America's number one meal kit. We thank them, of course, for sponsoring this episode of the flagship podcast. All right, so let's talk about New Japan for wrestling. You into that, or do you want to talk? Do you want to talk NXT UK? What, what, what do you? What do you? Uh, what would you rather do? That's one Gotta do, g1, gotta,
0: right? do the, gotta do the g1 next absolutely. i know you gotta,
1: you're, 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 you're you you want to get into the primate and where he where the next stop is for the primate but uh we'll
0: talk about primate for sure you have
1: to wait for the next uh, wild, stop boar, of,
0: little wild boar
1: little wild boar yeah uh uh, uh sam gradwell sam gradwell all the you know, stars had,
0: <laughs> sam, well sam gradwell's the next stone cold steve austin if you haven't heard is that true No. Well, Ten people will get that, oh, but they're okay. they're laughing very hard right now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, okay. ten people are laughing very hard at that. Um, That's now easy. I I tell you, well timed ad read. I went and did a an old number two. Oh, a number
1: ad. two! Wow, that was a quick one.
0: Well, I've had the uh, little irritable bowel lately. If you must know, I, uh,
1: <laughs> thank you. I, I would love to know. Yeah, little
0: Adriana Adriana Laserva irritable bowel syndrome over here. I I, I had a. Uh,
1: Oh please tell more. Yeah, I was I was hoping that was the end of it, but it's not. Okay, good.
0: No, I got these uh, you know, the big trend now in food is this Nashville hot. I don't know if you yes. noticed yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um uh, I was in the grocery store and I got these uh, these Nashville hot chicken fingers in the fresh section of the store, like okay. uh, you know, over by the rotisserie chicken, they'll have other hot items <laughs> This for you
1: never works out well for you. The, this section of the store never works out for you.
0: I, it, it generally does, but this I got these Nashville hot chicken tenders because they were looking tempting. And uh, I ate them a couple days ago. And let me tell you, Rich, I have just been shitting loose meat for <laughs> oh man, like three, four days. And I'm not the – listen, I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, I can't have Taco Bell because it's going to come out. No, it, you know. I, I normally don't have this issue.
1: Oh, iron stomach. I, you're saying you have an iron stomach.
0: I have a pretty good stomach. I mean, you know, I, you know, weekly Buffalo Wild Wings trips with. I was the gonna boy. say
1: you eat a lot of horrific things, so it,
0: it works. Now out. And listen, great. I'm getting the wild. Let me tell you. So I don't know these fucking Nashville hot chicken fingers from the from the uh, from the Krogers. They really did a number on me. I've been uncontrollable. Like I gotta get up and go, man, because it's gonna be a problem if I don't. Like you know. So anyway.
1: Well, feel free to just stop mid-sentence if you got to go. No pressure, obviously, to... uh,
0: Well, I'll fucking shit my pants if I don't. I have to. (laughs) Right, that's what I'm saying. I don't have an option here, you know? Um, But yeah, the ad read perfect. I put the headset on, you're wrapping it up, you're giving out the code, so... Uh, hello Fresh, it will not give you Irritable balance. I do,
1: Yeah, so far I've had a lot of their meals and I have not shit my brains out for days on end. So that's uh, that's a yeah. good good uh, good read. I don't know if they're going to love that <laughs> tagline, but uh, uh, we do. That definitely works. So let's get into the uh, New Japan G1 Climax Finals. You have wrapped up your daily audio, of course, doing every single day, every single night of the G1. You did it over at FlagshipPatreon.com. Uh, rave reviews from that, doing it every single night. Uh, every single day, almost hours after the show, it's up there, your review of every single one. It got kind of dark there for a bit. it got it looked like it was gonna be uh, pretty tough, but you pulled through. You did every single day of the G one uh, except for the semifinals and the finals because of course we're gonna talk about that right here. So I don't know how you want. It's always kind of weird to like review the semifinals when we've both seen the finals. but do you have any quick thoughts about Okada and Tamatonga and uh, will Osprey uh, and Naito? because I have a lot to say about the finals. I don't have a ton to say about the semis though.
0: I've got some overall thoughts on the tournament and the semis and then we'll talk about the final. Yeah, dude, I haven't I haven't I, have I have an incident here though. There's something going on. I got TLB in the room and I'm recording in the uh, master bedroom tonight and she's rummaging through the top drawer of the Uh-oh. nightstand.
1: Yeah. If you got to go, if you got you know if, if
0: But I don't think she's looking nature for Nature calls if
1: Nature calls, you know, in both instances, go ahead.
0: No, I think she she's not rummaging through. It is that drawer, but now you're looking for candy, right? You got some candy hidden in there? Is that what's going on? Yeah. And
1: Like special candy, the, the candy that you wouldn't eat.
0: I mean, a on. So you think the kids got in there? I don't think they did. They they wouldn't have done that. I, sw- I think you ate it all. You ate all the candy.
2: That's true. It was a huge Ziploc bag full the freaking oil box.
0: I, yeah, but I know, but last night when I came in here to get the laptop, you had that bag out and you were crushing it. So,
2: I'm not denying that, but I ate all of it. I, I put it
0: over here. Well, I didn't eat it. You know I don't even eat that. I don't know what to tell you. You ate it all. Where's the trash? You threw it out. That's That's even more proof the kids didn't do it. They would have left trash everywhere. Right? Yeah, you ate it. You see that? She ate her own candy.
1: That <laughs> was and blaming the kids. She's for...
0: blaming everyone else in the house for eating the candy.
1: Was this a, uh, uh, did she have a little bit of the wacky tobacco and then just go nuts on the candy in the house?
0: Yes. So okay, sounds right. Yeah,
1: that happens a lot in this household, so I get it. Yeah. Yes.
0: She, last night I came in here to get the laptop. She had the bag of candy out on the bed. She had... And just
1: destroying it. Just yeah, she had a it.
0: blow pop in her mouth. She was unwrapping a Tootsie <laughs> Roll. It's <was> like... It, <laughs> It's a crime scene in here. Of course there's none left. She just doesn't remember that she ate it all, is what happened. That's pretty good. But I see her over there. You're talking about the G one. I hear her rummaging. I look over. <laughs> She's like throwing Ziploc bags in the air, like over her shoulder, empty Ziploc bags, like digging for this candy. I'm like, what is going on over here? Um Anyway, she stormed out of here because she realized that she ate it all. Okay.
1: I, I wasn't sure if these um, were uh these were uh, edible gummies that maybe Joe Lanza doesn't uh
0: no, no, no no yeah, I, didn't just those, I didn't know
1: if those were in the top drawer and she was rummaging through those because if the you kids got I'm into not... those, that would be a uh, that'd be a long night
0: no she, she or a short
1: night, I guess I should say <laughs> probably be a pretty short night, actually.
0: she's not into those, and you know, I'm not a sweets guy, so definitely yeah, wasn't you're a weirdo, yeah, I'm you like
1: like regular a... m and ms and shit, yeah.
0: I'm not a big sweets guy. Period.
1: I don't know. I, don't I just understand how you cannot be. I, there's, you're not alone. There are other people that are like. that. I just can never fathom that. Like it, it to me, it's it's unfathomable that. I don't know. Just, I... Yeah, I, I destroy. It's the worst. I can't have anything in this house because I just eat. It I know you're
2: day.
0: a sweets guy. A I'm sweets I'm
1: guy. TLB. I'm I... sitting on that bed and just destroying a bag of Tootsie Rolls. You know, just disgusting amount of Tootsie Rolls.
0: Yeah, like I, I can
1: hit the bricks. Though. That's a that's a bum. I'll take Tootsie... Why should she go with the Tootsie Pop? I'm thinking about that. You said she had a blow pop in her mouth, and then she's unwrapping a Tootsie Roll.
0: I feel like she should go with the Tootsie Pops, right? To be fair... I don't know the particular kind of lollipop that it was. I uh, probably was a tootsie
1: pop, pop then. It,
0: I'm just telling a story, and I went with a brand. Uh, a, a blow type pop. Of Okay, that's fine. Bottom. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it, it so, blow pops
1: right. because then you get a bad piece of gum afterwards. It's not really worth it. It's. So I,
0: I don't even know because again, I don't eat that. I don't eat the candy, so I don't know. Yeah. And and here's the thing. You know what's ironic about this? She's blaming the kids. She took it from the kids to begin with. Like she's, <laughs> is there like, like? <laughs> yeah, that's stolen candy that wow. she took from. What, the kids. what
1: what what point is there to be a parent unless you could steal your kids' shit? You know, if,
0: yeah. Halloween, this, the
1: best thing to do is say, "Oh no, one piece per," and then it goes right up to your room, and then it's all yours. That's,
0: yeah, they got this giant bag of candy from their grandmother for going to school, like to bring to school for snack time or whatever the fuck, <laughs> and she took it and hid it in the room, and she's been. Hell so, yeah. She's mad that they stole their candy back, but they didn't steal the candy. I know it wasn't them. I know it wasn't them. They've been in school until that school started. They've been in school. They didn't take nothing. Um, She ate the fucking candy. Anyway, G1, overall thoughts. Yeah, it got dark for a little while during the, the, the nightly reviews or the daily reviews. Um, but listen, it wasn't a bad tournament. The problem with the tournament is it was samey. Like, every night felt like – I felt like, you know – Bill Murray slapping the alarm clock in Groundhog Day. You know, I felt like Sonny and Cher was on, and I'm slapping the alarm clock, and here we go again. It's the same exact card I watched last night um, with three matches that I'll never think about again, one okay match, and then one match that was pretty good. And it just, God, it got monotonous. And it didn't peak super high, with the exception of Shingo versus Will Ospreay and Kenta and Zack Sabre Jr., which was like night two or something. Um, the tournament just didn't peak super high. So, um, it's not like the tournament was bad though. It was just, you know, repetitive. But I have to say, the semifinals I thought kicked ass. I loved both of those matches. I went three and a half on both. I, I want my
1: credit for picking Tamatonga, by the way.
0: You know, I'm not going to deny you your credit because I know that you picked Tamatonga. Um, but I'm pretty sure all three of us took Tomatonga.
1: No, 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 no way. Roll the
0: tape machine.
1: Roll the tape machine. Tape machines were rolling. No way. No way.
0: Okay. All right.
1: I don't think so. I don't really actually. I don't remember. Um...
0: <laughs> well, they, you're <laughs> as bad as her with the bag of candy that she doesn't remember. <laughs> I
1: don't even. remember. I don't think. I think I was the lone Tama pick. I, I, yeah, I got Rich, that.
0: all credit to you. You undoubtedly picked Tomatonga. No one is denying it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mm, okay? mm, mm, mm. Someone's gonna have to listen. You know, roll, roll the tape. Roll the tape. We'll stop. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is stop this show. Uh, I'm gonna uh, scroll through the others. Sh- no, I'm kidding. We're not gonna
0: do that. Look, but. it's very easy to find.
1: It was at the end of the show. Is when we did call. Suit Williams set the, us up for Williams it. Suit yeah.
0: Williams call. Yep. Very end of the call. Um. where's suit. Here he is. Oh, he, he shack- says, case. "I picked
1: Sonata first, then switch it." Well, that doesn't count. To great Ocon, that doesn't count at all. He's out, uh, he didn't He's didn't out. Pick Tom up, but you didn't either.
0: You, I'm you... pretty sure I did. No. I said, I said I thought that they set that it looked like they're setting up Tamatanga, oh. upsetting and spoiling Jay White on the final night and moving on. That's what I thought. I don't know. Um, maybe I didn't. I know that you did, care. though, Rich. <laughs> so, all the flowers to you. Rich is taking his little uh victory lap here, but um.
1: No, I had, like, I such a the- little confidence in it, too. If you listen back, I'm just like,
0: eh, Tamatanga,
1: <laughs> why not? That'd be cool. I just, basically, said, it would be cool. I didn't really, I wasn't like, you know who's definitely winning this thing, Tamatanga, so. But I'm still gonna take it, because you know what? Fuck it. But, yeah, that match, I like, that match was cool. Uh, Tamatanga, I, I I have, I'm on record as saying that he has totally transformed what, what that that's a guy like Juice Robinson that I just wanted so far away. I, I didn't want that guy anywhere near anything. I didn't want to watch him ever again if he never once spent another second in new japan i wouldn't miss him that's right like and i he fucking rocks as a baby face it's so good and he's been really his work has really stepped up it. and that that was one thing that really got me like there was some of those bullet club years where he was just brutal you know what i mean just boring and and just he's dude he's he's been he's been he knows he's in big spots they're putting him in big spots and he's delivering in those big spots and that's really all you can ask for a guy
0: now i thought the um the one thing is he's starting to connect with the audiences as far as we can tell with the claps that's number one.
1: Oh, they, they were popping and, when those there was a few stun gun things that they were popping big for. So, uh, you know, as much as you can do, you know, with claps. But this was a these two nights. There were certainly, definitely in the finals, there were certainly times where some fans were just like, "Fuck it, we're gonna make noise," you know, and you heard it.
0: Yeah, and they popped big when he beat Jay White by clap crowd standards because I think they're behind the Tama thing, and also Jay White is such a hateable heel. You know when he eliminated Jay White on the final round robin night, and the match with Okada, the the two semifinal matches. I'll say this about the semifinal because I love them both. I, as I said, I can't even pick a favorite. I went four and a half on both. I thought Naito Osprey for you know first time singles match was uh, was awesome.
1: I think they he, have a better match in them for sure. Do, do you agree?
0: Oh oh oh! Come on, Naito and Osprey yeah, yeah, undoubtedly yeah. can top four and a half. I mean they could have a five star match. Um, so yeah, I agree. But I think both of those semifinal matches were just worked at a completely different pace and level as the rest of the tournament. And it was obvious watching them that all four guys were like, these are the semifinals of the G1 in Boudiccan Hall, and we have to work harder. And I'm not even saying anybody dogged it during the tournament. Nobody dogged it during the tournament. Well, not every night. People, you know, <laughs> some, people to- some, some people took know Some nights it was a little – I mean, in the G1 matches, I don't know necessarily if anyone – My point here is I'm not saying that, like, people were sleepwalking through the tournament. It's just that they even took it to that next gear in the semis. And for Tomatanga, it was the biggest match of his life. It's understandable. For Will Ospreay, okay, here's a guy who's going to a G1 final for the first time, and, um, you know, and and he's probably going to win one someday, and he always works as hard as possible, so it's understandable. For guys like Naito and Okada, banged up bodies, been there, done that, you know, I don't want to throw them roses for doing their job necessarily, but they kind of have the clout to not go in there and kill themselves in a G one semifinal. And they did. Right. So all four guys, I thought absolutely phenomenal performances. They worked so hard. It was a completely different feel and pace from the other tournament matches. And I really love both matches. So um, that's a quick uh, semifinal review there. And then we ended up with Okada and Ospreay in the finals. So, I just did a lot of talking so you can go first the floor is yours what did you think of Okada and Osprey in the G1 final yeah
1: I thought it was just phenomenal and it's and it's it, the point that you brought up about these guys busting their ass particularly guys like Okada and Naito and and um it, it, it rains true even more in these finals for me is that Okada is such an established guy at this point this is now he he wins the G1 he defeats will Ospreay. it's his fourth G1 victory uh, his second consecutive he won in 2012 2014. Uh, last year, the the weird Kodobushi match, and then obviously this year, and you know he he's put himself in this like insane pantheon. Like he he's his four G ones. He's only behind Shono, who has five. Anoki, uh, if you want to count the IWGP League and the MSG League, which I I don't, that's not really the same thing. Like in true G ones, Shono has five. Okada has four. He's right behind him now. He he's in that upper echelon. He's in that 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 you know. A, a tier, he's almost in a tier to his own. I mean, he, he's one of the most accomplished wrestlers in New Japan history at this point, And he's going to, he probably, when it's all said and done, will be the most accomplished wrestler in New Japan history. He's one of the top uh, New Japan wrestlers in history. One of the top wrestlers in history. I mean, we're, we're, we're at that point already with Okada. And the fact that he still goes out there and has matches like this. He goes out there in these finals and says, yeah, Will, let's just fucking go out there and kill it. And they fucking do. Because that match is so Good. He has never, uh, something I always give credit to Okada, at the times that he has quote-unquote dogged it, it has always been kind of in story. Maybe it's a little bit of truth that, hey, you know what, I'm a little sore, I'm a little tired, so let's kind of tell a story that I'm I'm not necessarily dogging it, but I'm slowing down a little bit, I don't quite know what I'm doing, I can't really find myself, whatever, but when the time comes to have a big-time match, when the time comes to deliver at a Wrestle Kingdom, in a G1 final, in, in a big spot, he never Ever takes a day off. He never doesn't deliver. He goes out there and does, hey, let's go 35. Let's go 40. Let's just go out there and let's absolutely kill it. And the fact that this guy at his age, and and he's still obviously pretty young, but like the miles that he's had on, the wrestling age, I should say. Like the miles that he's put on, the matches that he put on, the ability to still go out there and have a match like this that he had with Will, where he is there neck and neck with him every single way. Will is still, you know, Will obviously is not the high flyer that he used to be. He's more of a, you know, he, he has slowed down his game a little bit. But some of the stuff Will does is still pretty wild. Some of the stuff that he does is still pretty crazy. You still have to be a very good athlete and you have to be a very willing athlete to do some of the stuff that Will wants you to do. But Okada's out there doing it, man. He's doing he's doing Spanish flies, he's doing counters, he's he's taking hook kicks, he's taking chops, he's taking these, he's doing everything. I mean, he's taking, you know, the the fucking dive to the outside that Osprey does, the twisting dive thing, and Okada's gotta grab it and, and and fall with him. Like to be able to do all that stuff, it would be so easy for Okada to say, nah, man, let's no, nah, 20, 20 minutes. Let's take it nice and easy, you know, let, let's, you know, I don't, I don't want to take that, or I don't want to do that. No, this guy goes out there every single time there's a big spot and just fucking kills him. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. He, he just, at that point, we're going to talk about Will here in a bit, because I think Will's 2022 is 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 next level great. Um, we'll, I'm going to talk a little bit about him after to let you talk about the final, but like... I just think Okada has reached this point now, especially here winning this G one, especially entering the pantheon of of consecutive G ones and fourth G one climax victories and just the amount of great matches big time matches this guy had. I mean, he is just he's just one of the best ever and he just doesn't show any signs of slowing down and 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 I commend him for that because I'll tell you. I watched all these G one finals for for a series that flags your Patreon. Uh, Messi Shona wasn't out there having these types of matches when he was in his fourth and fifth G ones and, and and on his way to win, you know, another G one. He, he wasn't doing that, you know. Like a lot of guys aren't aren't doing these types of matches, but but Okada is, and and he's just he always goes out there, and if it's a big spot and a big match, he just gives it his fucking all, man. And it's just I respect the hell out of that because he doesn't need to at this point. He can coast if he wants to. He could. He could say, ah, you know what? Nah, we're we're not doing crazy shit. Uh, whatever. I'm winning, but let's do this. Let's do that. But he doesn't. He goes out there and he busts his ass and he has a, a match that, that is right there neck and neck with everyone of Will of, Ospreay's of, of great matches this year uh, and maybe the best of the year because I, I, I love this match. I went five stars. Uh, I thought it was tremendous. Uh, I think Okada and Will have just insane chemistry. Uh, I think I probably like, even though I went five on both, I think I like the Wrestle Kingdom match a little bit better than this one. But uh, it's you're choosing between just two to me near perfect matches, or actually two perfect matches because these guys, are, these matches are just, just fucking phenomenal. But this one, this final was just great. I, I just it, the counters, the uh, the the finishes, the callbacks, the the kickouts, the just the work, the pace of the work too. It was just from the opening bell to the end, it was something was happening almost every second of this match, and and not in a way that felt like a spot fest. Like everything had meaning, everything was purposeful. Uh, it's just yeah, these guys are just two of the best to ever do it that's where we're at at this point and they they delivered yet again
0: five stars yeah you went five um i went four and three quarters because i hated this fucking match so much (sighs) you don't don't know why
1: why 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 did you hate it so much
0: i uh cowardly went (laughs) with the uh (laughs) with the with the four and three quarters but no this was um i think both the the semis and the final but especially this final what I believe that this showed us was that for all of the beatings that we've given New Japan during the pandemic era when New Japan is on its game it's still the best wrestling in the world their top matches are better than everybody else's top matches you know um, we are in a world where people are losing their minds for three and a half star raw matches and then I'm watching a match like Okada versus, uh, versus Osprey in this final. And I'm like, geez, this is just, you know, it took 19 nights to get there. Okay. It took until the semifinals to get there, but we were all reminded how great the G1 can be and how great new Japan can be when it's, when it's hitting at that top level. and, after the semis when cuz Will Ospreay and Naito Main Evented so Ospreay got the mic for the uh for Night 19 to close the show and you know he had mentioned he gave a really passionate promo that you knew came from deep in his soul there was a bit of reality to this one where he was talking about he's done everything but win a G1 and he wants this so bad and he talked about all of the people who had beaten Okada before, whether it was AJ Styles or whether it was Kenny Omega right. and, and, and invoked was... all
1: those finishers to in that match. So.
0: Yes, and and and, and um, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and then the next night uh, he tried to use all of the ways that those people were, were able to beat Okada to put him away, and none of it worked. You know, he used the high fly flow. He did the... Uh, Styles clash. He hit a, um, a a V trigger. You know, um, he even did a phenomenal forearm at one point. Uh, so, and it wasn't in some cheesy derivative way. It was it was well done. All of the moves fit the the story of the match. Um, when Okada went into his closing sequence the first time, it really felt like the end of the match, but it wasn't. You know, and then when Osprey tried his uh you know went into his you know they, they kind of roped you in with the, the the typical new japan this is the closing stretch you're conditioned to think that this is going to be the end and they did that twice they did it once with guy
1: yeah i couldn't and believe they did the rainmaker like halfway through out. the match yeah and then you're thinking oh here we go and then they like went back they that was like and then okada was like all right cool i gotta do a lot more and and it was kind of cool that that wasn't the beginning of the end, it was like, no, it was just a part of the match where you felt like it was going to be done, but then, you know, both guys were able to kind of recover from yeah. it and get to do And that, that's really cool. It's a, re- a cool that's match. That's the structure. key.
0: It, it wasn't, that's the key that you said right there. It wasn't one of those rainmakers that come super early and you sense the kick out coming. It felt like it was a good place for the match to end.
1: Right. It was like 25 and, minutes in and you're like, oh, well, yeah, hey, you know, he, he, I will had a good run, but no, Mokada's just better. <laughs> but no, yeah, it didn't.
0: Yeah, and the match went 33 minutes But I personally thought it breezed by oh, I don't know about you oh, I, Flew
1: by, flew by When they made the 30 and, minute call I, I couldn't believe I had been watching it for 30 minutes
0: Yeah, and um, You know, so It was thick with You know, storytelling and 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 psychology and, and, and Will You know Trying to learn From how other people beat Okada Because remember this too Will Ospreay has that one win over Okada in the G1 in 2020. But that doesn't really count because that's when the great Okan returned to Japan and interfered and it was like a heel finish. Remember that? Yeah. And it's still hanging over Will that he's never really beaten Okada. You know, the Okan finish was, everyone knows that's bullshit, right? And here's the other thing that's interesting too about this match and the story that they told. And New Japan does this a lot. We saw it happen with Chaos. We saw it happen with Suzuki Gun. We saw it happen with L.I.J. United Empire are baby faces now. I, and I don't know if people realize it. Like, it just happens under your nose and it's slow and it's deliberate. And then you turn around and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Will Ospreay's not a heel anymore. Great Okan's not really a heel anymore. Like, Maybe in certain spots against certain opponents, they'll heal it up a little, but it's this same pattern that we've seen. Sort of when chaos went under that transition. Then remember, Rich, when Lij first was introduced, all they did was fucking cheat, and then they slowly worked that out of there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and then even Suzuki Gun a couple years ago, like they were essentially faces, right? Um, and that's kind of like what United, United Empire is in that spot now, where they're like. The the heel leaning tweeners, but really they're more face-leaning tweeners, even at this point, the United Empire unit. So um, you know, and and so there was that whole thing too where this was one of those losses that was really a win. I thought Will Ospreay gained from this loss. I really think even though he's been IWGP world champion, and even though he's done everything there is to do but win the G1, and this is obviously gonna be his story moving forward, his quest to win a G1. Because even his entrance video, it was like a highlight reel of him doing everything. yeah, yeah. Winning all the all the accomplishments he had and, in
1: New Japan. yeah.
0: And this is the last one. So even though he's won the, the top title, it was during that weird time where no one really it was like no you know no fans, clap fans. It was just you know, and it's like, um, so his new ultimate goal is now to win the G1. and I loved the camera work and the production. In the post match to show his disappointment and really let that sink in. Um, again, if you want to attack AEW and Tony Khan, attack them in this way. Nothing sinks in in AEW. I agree. Yeah, it is on. One, of, the one next of our thing. biggest
1: complaints. Yeah, something big happens and it's to the back. You know, the old to the back meme. But uh, definitely yeah. the case with AEW. They 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 go to the
0: back a lot. And they just focused on osprey and his disappointment and he just looked there was a great shot of Ocon.
1: i think it was no uh yeah it was Ocon. i believe he looked like uh just like this like he looked like an old g- gambler he had like gold chain and the uh, watch hanging down and he's just his head's just down dejected and they, did, they yeah. stayed on that shot for a long time where he's just like oh man and yeah will just looked you know
0: completely dejected de- completely. dejected
1: just destroyed, exasperated, yeah, just kind of like, no, what, I had it, what what the fuck happened, how did I lose this, like, what what happened, you know, and it was the One-Wing Angel, which is a cool little, you know, again, I know people, (laughs) dorks, Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, if you don't think that they're maybe doing something for Omega and Osprey, and maybe both these guys throwing pot shots at each other, I don't know, it's kind of weird that uh, he was able to do all the other moves of all the other guys, and they tried the One-Wing Angel, and ah, damn it, Okada was able to counter out of it, and he wasn't able to do it, so, I don't know. It seems like that's a weird finish for him not to be able to hit uh, with all the pot shots both guys are throwing at each other. But you know,
0: yeah, because what has you know like nobody kicks out of the one winged angel. So, and uh, and obviously they've been building a match between Osprey, like you mentioned. So, and he didn't and he didn't hit it for people who haven't watched the match. He didn't hit the one winged angel. Right, he hit the, the crowd- V-trigger,
1: He hit the uh, High fly Flow. He hit the Styles Clash. But he did not hit the one winged angel.
0: And let me tell you, if you don't think Kenny Omega would be a big deal coming back to this company, go oh, listen to this Jesus crowd Christ. that <laughs> yeah. is not supposed to make mouth noises and how they reacted to Will Ospreay setting up the one wing angel. So no, phenomenal work, phenomenal story. Osprey gave him literally everything he could have gave him. He even, you know, he hit him with all, you know, the hidden blade and all of his moves as well. He hit him with everybody else's he he studied the people who beat him. It wasn't good enough. And uh, we had a wrist clutch. We brought the wrist clutch spot back during this match. Phenomenal. I mean, you know, I debated going five, but you know my rule. Once my mind debates it, it's oh, sure. four and three quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: so, a 9.74 right now on a cage match. It's pretty, incredible. pretty
0: this elite. Was a, <laughs> yeah. And it'll fall a little because it's only it's less than 24 hours old. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. But, but this was, without question, a classic all-time Pantheon G1 final. And a surefire threat to winning match of the year. There's no question about it. So better than the Osprey Shingo match from night fucking 13 or whatever it was. Better than the two phenomenal semifinal matches. Um, I thought it was better than Danielson Garcia, which we didn't talk about. But I thought Danielson Garcia was a four and a half star match. I mean
1: that. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's yeah, beat the shit out of each other.
0: You know, so I'm just comparing it to recent matches. I'm not trying to dog on any of these. matches. Right, right. We I'm had man- a good
1: week. We've had a good week for matches. Let me tell you. It's been a very good week for wrestling.
0: Yeah, um, and obviously better than any of the three-and-a-half-star matches that, you know, that people are screaming about on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Did you see, very quickly, because I don't want to derail, but did you see Nakamura versus Walter? Uh, I did not. Very good match. It was, um, I went three-and-three-quarters, so definitely borderline notebook material. Uh, The problem was the rest of SmackDown was so fucking boring. I mean, SmackDown was an awful show until that main event. Um, And I haven't gotten through Raw yet. Everyone is saying that this Raw is the best Triple H show yet. Uh, I started it, but, you know, they're like 19 hours long. Haven't gotten through it, so I can't comment on the Raw. But um, Nakamura and I I think I might have said Walter. Nakamura and Gunther. Did I say Walter?
1: I I think you said Walter. That's fine.
0: Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Definitely worth people's time. Uh, But yeah, this blew that away. All these recent matches that were very good um, or even great. This is going to go down as one of the best G1 finals of all time, in my opinion. And it, it might fucking win match of the year. As far as you mentioned the Wrestle Kingdom match. You know, the first Wrestle Kingdom match that they had in 2021 was more of a go, go, go action, high spot sprint. That one was great because we all thought... Where a lot of people thought Okada was dead. Yeah, that's and when all he, of was,
1: a sudden, he was toast. That's when Okada had to prove that, hey, my back is not completely shot and I still can actually wrestle. And then he could. It was weird.
0: And then he got into it at will and had a 35-minute PWG main event. <laughs> yes. And it was just like, this fucking rules. Then they had the match this year for the title where Ospreay came up short against Okada. And that was a fucking phenomenal match. And honestly, I think I prefer this one. Very much a different kind of match than the first Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, Just for reference, this year's Wrestle Kingdom match is sitting at 9.22 on the cage match. And the Wrestle Kingdom match from 2021 is sitting at... 9.18, 9.18, so this one is crushing. But again, this one will come down a little. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's it. still
1: early once you get another 100 votes or something in or the next few days or whatever. Yeah, it'll come down. But that, I I mean, I don't think it's going to come down a whole lot. I think it's probably...
0: five. Yeah. I settled yeah, yeah, on because yeah. it really was a great <laughs> match. Um, You know, can't say enough about it. And uh, now, moving forward, it's Ken Will Osprey winning
2: G1. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See betmgm.com for terms. Twenty-one plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington D.C.
0: And that's going to be the big story moving forward. And I do think at this point, if he does, he's got to beat Okada. You know, because Okada just handed him two straight L's in Wrestle Kingdom matches. One being the main event for the title. He beat him in this G1 final. And he really beat him every time he's faced him with the exception of the match where, you know, Okan cheated. So, um, I think he's got to, you know, he'll win one eventually and he's got to beat Okada to do it, I think. So, I think it'll, it won't mean as much if he beats somebody else. With the way that they've kind of... uh Told this story. So um. Anything else on this particular G1 match? Or uh, you have some-
1: nothing on this match in particular anymore, but I do want to talk about Will osprey who <laughs> we talked about this a lot. This guy is on another fucking level this year. The amount of great match that this guy has had, and and, and I'm on Cage Match right now. And uh I'm glad we have another one to add to this because I was I was making this argument a few days ago before. We even had this match that is now topping his year. So in just in just 2022, Will Osprey has seven matches that have a nine plus rating on Cage Match right now. Okay, seven. The eighth match is at an eight point nine seven. So it's like literally one more vote for Nick Wayne versus Will Osprey will give him eight matches over nine this year alone. Just under yeah. that number nine is John Moxley and Will Osprey. That's at eight point seven eight. I, you could earnestly, like if somebody this year sent in a voice of wrestling match of the year ballot and it only featured Will Asprey singles matches, I wouldn't think that that's out of line.
0: Right? I wouldn't, wouldn't laugh at that. You wouldn't think that will sent it in.
1: Right. Like, cause sometimes we get ballots from people and it's like, all right, they, this person loves this company. So all 10 matches are this company. It's like, all right, I, I've seen some of these matches and I'm telling you, these aren't, you know, you're going to get one this match is going to get one vote and the one votes you, <laughs> you know? yeah yeah like you you voted sixth, and no one else is going to vote for this match at all because i'm telling you it's not that good like you could earnestly vote for this because here is the lineup here this is the cage match sorted by rating just in 2022 okay number one right now yeah, is okada versus pithy, will
0: and i'll give you pithy thoughts on them
1: yeah okay okada versus will g1 climax 32 final you just saw it a day ago right, we just yes, talked about yes. it yeah. or this morning it was this morning okay Uh, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr. from March. That's at 9.26 right now.
0: That was um, the uh, New Japan Cup match, correct? Mm
1: -hmm. Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah, that was obviously an incredible match. Yeah, Yeah.
1: the the, the quarterfinal uh, of the New Japan Cup. Just incredible stuff. Uh, Okada versus Will, Russell Kingdom.
0: Right. We just talked about that one. Yeah. yeah for the nine point
1: nine point two two, as you said. Uh, number four, Michael Oku versus Will Ospreay. We probably spent an hour on that oh, match yeah. when it happened back in January. Okay. Just phenomenal. Like, I, that is so clearly in my top 10 no matter what uh, this year. That's his fourth best match, according to Cage Match. Just, just using Cage Match rating. Obviously, it's an objective and wrestling subjective and yada, yada, all that sort of stuff. But just using this rating just kind of give you an idea where we're at. Okay.
0: That was the just the ultimate and baby face heel storytelling. Like if you enjoy that kind of wrestling, you know, and you're behind on Will Ospreay, you might think I'm not watching a Will Ospreay match for that. No, that you need to go watch that match if that's what you like in your wrestling. You know, all these people screaming about storytelling all the time. Yeah, that was a phenomenal match. Yeah, just, yeah, just great, great stuff. If
1: I'm Even right. if you don't, because there's some people that said, well, I don't know the story. I, well, try- you're going to know the story. It's oh, you'll the, know, oh, yeah, you'll yeah, know yeah, the story. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. watch well, the yeah. match and you'll get the story. Like, the pre-match promo will kind of catch you up, and then the match itself will catch you up. You'll know the fucking story. Trust it's me. It's very clear. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not.
0: like it, the guy's girlfriend at ringside. Yeah, and you,
1: you don't need a whole lot here. It's his family's yelling at his family, yelling at his girlfriend. Yeah, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So that's number four.
0: And then basically almost murdering him in yes the
1: ring. and then killing him in the ring and showing the body to his, his family, family and his girlfriend
0: yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> i
1: killed your, your 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 boyfriend here here he is i'm,
0: I'm going to kill him right. if someone doesn't stop yeah, yeah
1: exactly. oh yeah he's he's telling them throw the throw the you know, throw the towel or i'm, to I'm going murder. to murder this man yeah. so please he will do. be
0: dead if you don't stop me right. from yeah
1: yeah great stuff yeah phenomenal match great match see we can talk about it for another hour if we needed to another good match yeah. uh number five naito versus osprey semifinals
0: just yeah, happened. we just talked about it. Yeah, an incredible yeah. match.
1: 9.19 right now uh, on Cage Match. Shingo versus Will, also from the G1. The yeah. far and away the best match of the G1 until we got to the semifinals and the finals, right?
0: Correct. Not even Nothing was even... I would say Zach and Kento was close. Different kind of match, but those two were separated from the pack, in my opinion. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, number seven, Orange Cassie versus Will Ospreay at 9.08 right now on Cage Match. What did I forget if you and I talked about... That match of Forbidden Door. No, of course we talked about it at Forbidden Door. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a blur, man. That, that that night's a blur. I was on like an hour of sleep. I was in a random town. But uh, yeah, that match rocked, right? That was great.
0: That was one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. Right up there with, um, you know, One Night Stand or, you know, uh, When Worlds Collide. Just a, a pay-per-view that left me buzzing to the point where I couldn't sleep. And that was the best match on that pay-per-view. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, so you got that. So that that is now all the ones that are above nines. So now here's the other ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you
0: a, a full,
1: uh, a pretty good amount here. Uh, Nick Wayne versus Will Osprey from GCW. You implored everybody to go out of their way and watch that. That is one of the better matches I've ever seen of like a veteran, quote unquote, versus a young guy, giving the young guy a ton of ability to shine, giving the young guy a ton. I mean, he he did more for Nick Wayne in that one match than Nick Wayne's previous two years, you know, wrestling all over the indies and doing that sort of stuff. Phenomenal matches from GCW's I Never Liked You. Uh June 19, twenty two. I know that you loved it. I loved it. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to see it. The
0: Phenomenal brilliance stuff. of that match, the brilliance of that match was he gave him just enough To help the kid get over without giving him too much to hurt the credibility of it's Will Ospreay versus sixteen.
1: Right, at the end of the day, he just he beat him. You know what I mean? Like he 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 got surprised by some of this. stuff. He went in saying, I'm facing a fucking sixteen year old who get the fuck out of here. Nick Wayne surprised him. I mean, Will used to be in that exact same position. Will used to be the guy that surprised people. Now he's the cocky ass who was like, ah, it's fucking sixteen year old, yeah. Okay. And then Nick almost caught him and then Will, when he decided to, said, All right, no, 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 enough of this stuff. (laughs) Like, you're done, man.
0: They could have just traded high spots and made everybody happy. But he still weaved a little story into it, which was, you know, uh, this kid's way beneath me. But it gave him just enough to make it feel like, wow, he is the next Will Ospreay. So, yeah, excellent match.
1: So if I voted for any of those eight matches, is my first eight Match of the Year votes.
0: No, I mean, it's plausible that any one of them could get a first place vote. Yeah,
1: and, and very well might. Uh, then yeah. we had Moxie versus Will. I was there live for that. That was at Windy City right? <laughs> that match fucking ruled. Oh,
0: God. They, How they, good was that match? <laughs> the chemistry that they have with each other. They almost murdered one another. Like, they, they they wrestled, and this is what we said at the time. They wrestled so hard in that match. Like, they just, man, I'm like, are they, they are trying to put each other in the emergency room with the ferocity, and and, and look, they're both fucking maniacs. We know that. Yeah, that match was awesome just yeah. an awesome
1: so, so those are nine matches that earnestly i could see in my top i have them listed in my big list I, I do my list at the end of the year i rewatch all this stuff those are all matches that are in my potential top 10 every single one of those uh has the chance to be in my top 10 Number
0: can i throw a couple can i throw oh you're not done go ahead. i'm not
1: okay i was gonna say because there's a couple other ones too these well, are let me ones throw a couple at you. yeah Get go ahead
0: opinion. Did you see the Brian Cage match from Warrior Wrestling?
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, that one was from January 22nd. That one has an 8.13 right now uh, on Cage Match. That's his 16th best singles match per uh, the Cage Match rating. Great stuff. He had a great – the match with Blake Christian. Did you watch that one in Warrior Wrestling from uh, April? I didn't,
0: see, I didn't see either of the Warrior Wrestling matches.
1: Okay, okay. Both those are good. Go out of your – I will say the Brian Cage one, uh, I, a lot of people liked it a little bit more than I did. I don't know that I would vote that one. The Blake Christian match – is phenomenal though. That one is really, really good. That's a little bit more of old school, Will, just going out there and doing shit, but that's fine too. That works.
0: I'll give you a great one that I saw that I don't think you saw the Titus Alexander match from West Coast. Berlin. No,
1: I did see that one. And that, again, that's just what I'm saying. This guy, yeah. that is great. If you voted that your number 10 match of the year, no problem with me whatsoever. If you voted that your number 5 match of the year, no problem whatsoever. That match is great. The match with Dax Harwood, singles match on Dynamite against Dax Harwood. How good was that?
0: Yeah, a lot of people have that as their match of the year. Yes, the hardwood match, and I have it as like his thirteenth best single. This match.
1: is what I'm saying. This guy is on another level. This year, the year that he's having is insane. And Joe, this weekend, and we're going to, have to preview it here in a sec. This weekend, he's going to face Ricky Knight Jr. and Speedball Mike Bailey in back to back nights.
0: Yeah, back to back nights. He's
1: going to add another one. He's going to add another two, probably. The Speedball match is guaranteed that's going to be in the top 10. I pre- just knowing how good Speedball is this year, how good he has been, how great Will is, I'm just going to put that in number 10. Barring a horrific injury or just like the worst chemistry ever, that's probably going to be there as well. And then yeah, the Ricky because- Knight one, if you're a follower of Rev Pro, I mean, that thing's just going to be dripping with story.
0: And Will is going to really want that to be great. Yes. The, the, the Ricky, because they want it, you know. And and the, and as far as the speedball match goes, that's one of Will's challengers for Wrestler of the Year. So that yeah. is, you know, yeah, yeah. obviously going to be great. So, no, I would look. Good. Guys, I,
1: my conclusion Will Ospreay is a good wrestler.
0: Well, how about the four way? In Washington D.C. with Moxley and Tanahashi and um, and Juice Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See, I I like that match a, a lot. I don't know if I loved it.
0: How about the six man tag on Dynamite uh, or was it Rampage with?
1: Um, oh, the one with the uh, the best friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, that and, was phenomenal.
1: That was I want to say that was Dynamite. Oh, by the way, he's going to come this week. <laughs> and have a yeah. <laughs> he's going to come uh, after he's done having those matches this weekend. So he just finished out matches with Naito and o- o- Okada back to back knights. Uh, then he's gonna fly to Britain. He's gonna face uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and Ricky Knight Junior. this weekend, and then he's gonna on Wednesday come and he's gonna face Pac Penta and Ray Phoenix. Yeah, with his fucking lads Davis and Fletcher.
0: Yep. Yeah, good. It's,
1: yeah, it's a hell of a year. It's 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 we're 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 looking at something special right now.
0: Nah, look, I, he's been my wrestler of the year the last three years, and it's trending that way again. For a fourth straight year and here's the thing i don't even know if this is his best year because i look back at that 2019 when he won the super junior when he worked the g1 he had like you know eight of his nine g1 matches were like four and a quarter or higher eight of his nine super junior matches were like four and a quarter or higher and the and the super junior final against Shingo takagi is one of the best matches of all time he had the kota abushi match at wrestle kingdom that year um I should probably. Oh, I'm not going to pull. It. We don't need to go in super detail. But 2019, I think, is the year that might even be better than this year.
1: Yeah, it's right there. I'm looking I at mean, like just just based off cage match, obviously. But you know, it doesn't. But but just looking at that, if we're looking at the same metrics, that has six matches right now, uh, nine plus cage match rating, and the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth, and the tenth are all 8.8. They're right on the cusp too, because that has the A Kid match that that year as well. Uh, has yep. a match with Jay White, Bandito, Fantasmo. So he has 10 matches that are 8.8 8 and above in that year. Yeah. Six that are nine Eight. and above in 2019. That's Yeah, you're right. That this year, as good as this year has been,
2: 2019 might, be, might
1: be better, which is fucking insane. It, it's...
0: He had that match in Dallas against Lance Archer, which really elevated Lance Archer. He had a match. I'm looking at the cage match. He had a match against Phoenix that didn't make tape. Who knows how good that <laughs> Oh
1: god, yeah. Who could have been yeah, probably probably phenomenal.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, the Bandito match, WrestleMania weekend, um, yeah, it just I I don't know. You know, it's uh w- when you lay it out that way, he really is having another just historical year. And and in and in a lot of different places with a lot of different kinds of opponents. Yeah, so. I think
1: that's that that's what I cherish maybe the most about this year. I mean, there's guys that I think have had really good years, and like you mentioned, like Speedball Mike Bailey is a great example. He he's had it, and 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 he is he's taken on all comers in all places and doing that sort of stuff too. So so a lot of these guys, and and you know what? Honestly, this entire rest of the year, right race this year. Everybody that's in that mix has all been doing everything they could possibly do. You know I mean? They're not just doing it in one company or one place. Moxie's going everywhere and facing everybody. Mike Bailey's going everywhere and facing everybody. Will is going everywhere facing everybody. Uh, Takeshido, if you want to put him in the mix. I mean, he obviously had a, a great late run here. He has obviously gone. I had to work every Indy in the fucking. If he was within 20 feet or 20, 200 miles of an Indy, he was going to find a way to go. You know what I mean? It was like he's popping up and you're like, what is he wrestling in Minnesota for? Oh, Dynamite's there. Okay. Like he just, he hit the ground running, man. It was just going to take every booking he could possibly take. And it was awesome. I appreciated that. That was really cool.
0: Those to me are the four. Um, I don't know who else you would put in there.
1: I can't think of anybody that'd be anywhere in that same conversation with those guys. Okada might be a guy. I mean, we always like kind of under... He's like just always there, so you kind of forget about him, I think. But Okada's had a fucking tremendous year as well. He's had a really, really good year when you lay out his 2022. So uh, I guess he would be the fifth I'd probably put in there.
0: Let me throw some at you. How about Kiyomiya? Nah. Not at this level, right? No, not with these guys. You know, he had to drag the corpse of... Keiji Muto to a bunch of Watchable matches I mean you give him credit For that I mean yeah. how good of a match you have against KG Muto and to be fair A lot of people other than us think the last One was very very Was a great match right 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 yeah Um I'm just throwing Names at you how hey. about Seth freaking Rollins
1: <laughs> Seth freaking Rollins is not on my List no
0: he's once again The WWE the, fan The, de facto, the one, the one they have
1: to go with yeah
0: one they, choose, they gotta pick someone And really they don't have anyone to turn to because they used to be able to turn to like whoever the hot NXT guy was, but right? NXT or
1: AJ, didn't... sometimes you had AJ there that you could he's
0: not at that level, right. yeah. So, do you think they might start pitching Gunther if he keeps it up?
1: <laughs> Maybe, I yeah, mean, you know, that's a good, yeah, that's a good call, yeah. They might start working on Gunther.
0: The problem is, none of these guys have the volume that the people we're talking about have like, even if you think Seth freaking Rollins is having, you know, a match, a, a wrestler of the year level year, And I do not think he, and, and I watch all of it. So, um, it, 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 they lack the volume in that company. That's always going to be an issue. Um, how about a Josh Alexander can I throw you uh, Josh
1: way? Alexander's had a tremendous year I would say his last year uh, 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 he was a lot better in 2021 I think than he has been so far in 2022 that's not taking anything away I think he's been really good but he's not he's not at the level of these guys I don't think he's been good he's been very very good but not not like these guys
0: um nobody in all Japan. Do you like anyone in Dragon Gate for this conversation? Um, I, I do not personally. No, I don't um, think
1: anybody in Dragon Gate's reached that level for me this year.
0: Okay,
1: and I haven't watched all uh, of it. I haven't watched all of it, but no, I don't. I don't.
0: You've I don't. watched enough. You got to feel. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm missing you,
1: out on anybody that that's yeah. what, so what, clearly the best guy that that I should be. You know,
0: I don't even know who I'd pick in Dragon Gate to be the Dragon Gate wrestler. Like, I they don't have a standout guy. Right, right. Um, Impact. Oh, oh. <laughs> a lot of the impact uh, guys are
1: guys that have bounced around, like your Mike Bailey's and your Alexanders or whatever. But they they're doing it.
0: We name we name the impact guys right, really right. already. Uh, indies, we you know Bailey and Takeshita and um, uh, Moxley. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think we've got the 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 major ones covered. I will give the chat room a second to catch up to the audio, and maybe they'll pitch us some that we're missing. But I really do think for. In my, for me, it comes down to Will Ospreay, Speedball, Takeshida, and Moxley right now. I will take a closer look at Okada's year because I think you're right. I think we don't think about Okada sometimes, and then you look at his year and you're like, "Holy shit!" Um, I don't think Shingo's in the mix this year because he's been mixed up with that King of yeah, Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I agree. No? I
1: don't think he is. I he, you know, usually at this point of the year, especially after a G one, you can kind of put him in there. But a lot of his year has been. I guess by, you know, design has really kind of put him, you know, he's, he's not there. He's not there this year. Despy. I like Despy, but no, not, not, not to these guys levels. Get
0: not to here. this level. Right. No. I mean, even with the Moxley match, no, you see the Moxley no. match. from uh,
1: Nashville. I have not yet actually seen that match.
0: It's, um, you know what? I'm not positive. You'll like it because it was, it was a death match. Okay. They did a lot of barbed wire and tables and, um, I liked it, but you know I have a limit to how much I like those kind of matches. But um, it, you know, it—I'll uh, give you it the cage match, eight point five two.
1: Okay, all right. So. I, I should—I should watch it though before the end of the year.
0: But again, Despy not quite at that level, right? I mean, he had a good no yet. Super Junior. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put him at that level either. I'm just trying to come up with names. So, um, oh, okay. Here's one. How about how about Bald? How about Dax? Do you uh, put there, him in yeah,
1: is there, but like again, I think all of Dax's great stuff is nah, yeah, he's had a great tag run, yeah, you
0: know what you know what they're doing, though, you know, they want him to get in the conversation. They are booking him specifically because they want Dax to win wrestler of the year. Why do you think he's wrestling lethal this week? They're putting him in there against another great wrestler. They put him in there with Osprey. I mean, and then when you factor in all of the tag matches, yeah, They are trying to yeah. get him votes for wrestler of the year. It's d- by design.
1: I think he's an interesting guy. I don't think that you could earnestly, like, uh, not with the guys. Uh, he is nowhere near. He's had a great year. Do not get me wrong. He is had a great year. He is not Will. He's not Mox. He's not Speedball. He's not Takaya. He's nowhere near those guys. Good year. Okay. Good year. Not near those guys.
0: Let's approach it this way. We don't need to look at the tags, right? Because we know they're the best tag team in the world. Of this course. Year. Yeah. I think we would all – you and I are going to agree that FTR will be the runaway pick for Tag Team of the Year. And we know all of the great tag team matches they've had, so we don't need to run down that resume. Here's his singles matches. You ready? CM Punk in March on Dynamite. Yeah, it was tremendous. The first round of the Owen against Hare, where they did the Bret Hart tribute. Yeah, they
1: yeah, yeah, did the Bret Owen match.
0: <laughs> spot um, by Spot. That by wasn't by that was actually the second round. He he um no, no no, that was the oh, they did qualifying and then the first round. So that was the qualifying. Then the first round he lost to Adam Cole, which I don't remember much about that. So I don't know how I don't think that was a great match. Uh then the Will Ospreay match. And then Rocky Romero on New Japan Strong, which uh from Charlotte, a New Japan USA show, which I have not seen. So I can't comment on the Harwood match, but those four AEW matches plus the tag stuff, do you put them in the mix?
1: That's <sighs> a better resume than I think I, I, I initially thought. Um, I don't know if I can fully put him in the mix, but I think it's a it's 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 closer than I thought I, I, he, he maybe deserves a little bit more of a conversation than I thought he did.
0: I'll tell you what, I don't think those single those singles matches were were very good. Uh, they're not in the same universe as Will Ospreay's singles matches. I would agree, yeah. The, the the other thing I would say is his best match, his best singles match is against Will Osprey. And that I, and seriously, I for me that's like Will Osprey's 13th best singles match. I think that's all that needs to be said. You know. So, I can't seriously consider him even right. when I factor in the tag stuff. Of having a better in-ring year than Osprey, I right, can't yeah, do like, it.
1: Right? That, yeah, that's the right. The, look at the comp there. His match with Osprey is his the,
0: best match by far.
1: Yeah, and then his match with Will's, yeah, with the, <laughs> like, yeah it's, like
0: it's like not even one of not one of Will's ten best. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. So it's yeah. There.
0: Um. So that that settles that. I mean, even if you factor in the Briscoe matches and all the great tag matches they've had, which you which count. I mean, that shit counts. But he's gonna win the tag award. Uh, you know if if you want to tell me he's the fifth best wrestler this year behind the other four yeah sure i could i could i could see that argument i wouldn't put him ahead of my top 4 though and you know the four that i mentioned to ray i can't put him ahead of that but i could put him ahead of everyone else i think maybe so dax is a good shout um that's really any uh, okay daniel garcia somebody pitched um and danielson but danielson missed a lot of time i'd have to Danielson and Okada, I'd have to look close at their years. Yeah, they might might
1: have have better resumes than we're giving them credit for. Off the top, like my initial thought is no, but they they probably does have more great matches than I'm I'm thinking about.
0: I think Danielson was more back end of last year.
1: I would agree. Yeah, he's missed he missed a lot of time this year. I mean, he could he could get in that conversation for sure. I mean, he can go and have a great you know last half of the year, but. It's not, I, it, Unless those other guys stop wrestling, you know, if Will just stops doing anything, you know. But he's going to have five matches this month or this, this week that are going to be tremendous. So, yeah, I, I, we're not.
0: Yeah, the volume's the issue. Yeah. Um, Danielson. Okay, so obviously the Adam Page match in January.
1: Well, and large. like I said, I value doing it in a lot of places, too. I think that's really cool to just show yeah. up to X place and just go out there and tear the fucking house down. That, that, I love that.
0: So, yeah, the second Adam Page match. Remember, the first one was last year. So the second Adam Page match, obviously an incredible match. Then he went through all those matches where he was beating people. Uh, Moriarty, Daniel Garcia, Christopher Daniels, those, those cool little TV matches. The Revolution match against Moxley, obviously a great match. Then more TV matches. Wheeler, Utah, Trent Barretta, Matt Seidel, and then the two Daniel Garcia matches. You know what? He's in the, he's, he's in the mix, but he is not – again, I'd have him behind the other four that's my take on danielson there it is i i think i'd put him ahead of dax and i might have him ahead of speedball but i can't i don't think i can put him ahead of moxley or osprey based on what i'm looking no, at no just
1: right. the volume the amount of matches yeah it's 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 tough those are, those are tough dudes. Yeah. Too.
0: Anyway, that's... Uh...
1: So there you go. Uh, some other big news uh, New Japan uh, before we move on to other stuff here. Wrestle Kingdom is going back to one night again. I was so fucking happy to see that. I am so, so glad. Wrestle Kingdom, one night, January 4th, 1-4, Wrestle Kingdom. None of this two-night bullshit. No two title matches. Just, it's going to make everything so much better and so much cleaner. And I am on record... Go back and roll the tape <laughs> when they first announced the two nights of Russell Kingdom. I believe you were in the same way as me. I didn't like it. I thought it was it was too weird. It was too gimmicky. We called it WWE shit. Uh, it was a little too WrestleMania for us. I thought, oh, well, now it's going to get a little funky with what match is going to main event what thing or whatever. There was a time and a place that maybe you could have done that when the IC title was of equal level, but then they started doing the double title thing, and it, and it all got clunky and weird and annoying, and I hated it, and I'm so much happier that we're just back to one single night. Hopefully it's a fully stacked show. We know what the main event's going to be you know, months in advance. I, I, That is the way I want Wrestle Kingdom to go, and I'm so glad to see them going back to one night only. I get it. I got it from a business sense. I totally understand it from my standpoint, from myself as a viewer. I am very happy. Just one night only.
0: I think that they don't think they could sell tickets for two I don't
1: think they do either. I think they looked at this Budokan and said, all right, one night, Wrestle Kingdom. (laughs) That's fine for us. Because these were not great numbers. I guess, do you want to get it? Should we get into that real quick?
0: uh, You can read them off. They weren't great at all. Yeah,
1: they they weren't. Let me get the official numbers here. Give me one moment. Did they
0: hit their 50,000 for the tour? I
1: didn't. uh, Ooh, I think think they did. Someone someone in the chat know. Someone in the
0: chat. Yeah, so, all
1: right, semi-finals. Budokan Hall, 3179.
0: Yeah, but better than the year before, but I mean, we're getting further from co- it should be better than the Right,
1: year it before. should be. And then the final, 6716, which is is How much? A uh, 6716 for the G1. That's
0: better than I thought. That's the final? that's
1: yeah, the final. Yeah. Uh, to compare to that, fair. Noah Destination did three thousand two hundred fifteen, so it's obviously more than that. Yeah. Uh, Noah the New Year did three thousand one hundred eighty one, so it's obviously more than that. Uh, New Japan Cup was in there earlier; they got two thousand for the New Japan Cup. Uh, yeah. Best of the Super Juniors three thousand five hundred twenty, so it's like the best, one of the better numbers. Uh, well, the final Budokan, number crushed in, in this yeah. year. Yeah, it's just you know that 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 first. I think they're a little. Then they, I don't know if they have the confidence on the two nights stuff.
0: They right don't. Now. That first – and just to give you perspective, that first NOAA number got people fired.
1: Yeah, the, right, right. That 3,000-whatever no, number. Nobody's,
0: nobody's drawing. I mean, it's 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 bad. I, I The the final number by these standards was really good to put 6,000 in there. I didn't realize I had that many. Um, and I do think the first two nights outdrew the first two nights last year. But again, that should have been a given because I don't think there's ticket restrictions anymore. I think they could sell <sighs> –
1: yeah, Everything. if you're not They're doing just... the cheering, I thought you were good to go. Well,
0: that's a Corrigan thing. Oh, you know okay, what? okay, okay. We shouldn't speak on this because we don't really. I want don't to. know,
1: and I, I, I've gotten sick of following um, it. I'm just ready for people to too. cheer and then to sell tickets again. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on. So I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know.
0: Um, they didn't make the fifth. Their goal was fifty thousand for the tour. We're being told in the room they missed by about a thousand. So, um, so they didn't hit the goal. They needed, Sean Sedor did the math. They needed 78 extra people per show to hit the 50,000. So, and that's with doing over 6,000 for the final. So it was close, but they didn't get there. Yeah, I just don't think they think they can sell the tickets for multiple dome shows right now. I think if business heats back up, you know, I, I, it sound you know, to say once again, once COVID's behind us, um, I think Japan needs to realize COVID's never going to be behind us, but, hey, I don't live there. It's none of my business. Um, You know, then maybe they'll do the double dome again, but um, we weren't fans of the way they booked the double domes anyway. So I I can't say I'm upset by going back to one.
1: It's better for for, for us. But, I mean, God, doing the two-night recording is always rough too. Uh, So I'm happy with that. But, uh, no, just from aesthetic points, I I just think one-night Wrestle Kingdom, blow it all out good matches up and down the card and say, you know, we always talked about, Hey, you, you know, when we were previewing these two night Wrestle Kingdoms, it was always like, man, think of this just smashed together in one show. It'd be an incredible show. It'd be really, really good stuff. But unfortunately you had, you know, three good matches on one night and then three good matches on the other night and then a bunch of junk on the undercard. Well, now you could just get rid of a lot of that junk and just yeah, it. It's, yeah, it, it's what made Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom is the one night for five hours. You were just going to get tremendous wrestling up and down the entire show. It got away from that a little bit for business purposes, but I, I like that it's back there. So uh, New Year's Dash on January 5th as well. So they're still doing the show on January 5th. It's just not going to be Wrestle Kingdom anymore.
0: Right. Back to the old way it was for, you know, yeah several years. So Wrestle Kingdom, year, Dad, a
1: bunch of shit will happen, years. and then the matches will end, and then New Year's Dash, they'll do their whole reset, and it always is pretty good. And so.
0: hopefully do some angles, because they don't do it every year. Some years they do angles and, and reset things at New Year Dash, and some years New Year Dash is just a bunch of six-man tags. Yeah. So... Um, you know, hopefully it's a newsworthy New Year Dash. Should we do Carl Fredericks real quick? Oh we?
1: yeah, we haven't done that yet. Let's let's talk about old Carl. So,
0: so from what I understand, from what I understand from wrestlers in the company, he okay. I think everyone realizes by now that Carl Fredericks didn't get booked for the G One. Went on a crazy Twitter rant, and then his contract expired. Right. I mean, not that's not pinned. a
1: work. Not a work. The crazy Twitter rant. Right.
0: No. It, and it's a pin the pin tweet on his twitter account is him saying that his contract expired on i believe august 1st or whatever the date was so uh he's done with new japan officially he's finished i think he took his first couple of indie bookings over the last week i think he's yeah, working on popping
1: up in prestige and some other places in in southern west california coast west coast yeah yeah, yeah west
0: coast he's, stuff mostly. he's working the united wrestling network show and he's doing some other uh you know west coast california indies uh, he's getting back out there and, of course, doing his DJing. But, um, yeah, he's done with New Japan. None of this is a work. Um, from what I was told, he would have been booked for these Budokans if he didn't blow up on Twitter and part with the company. Um, uh, yikes. I can't say confidently whether he refused to resign, or chose not to resign, or whether they didn't offer him a deal because I've heard both. But the point is he isn't signed and he's, and he's done with the company, but I was told he would have been on the boudicans at the end of the tour, you know, cause they brought in doc Gallows and Carl Anderson and um, you know, people who didn't work the whole G one tour, but came in for the Boudicans. And I was also given the booking that would, have, he would have been in a tag, a multi-man tag on one of the Budokans teaming with the chaos guys against house of torture they win the match. Carl wins the match. He gets the big spotlight and the angle was going to be, he was going to be invited into House of Torture. Um, he was going to turn that down and do like the, uh, like a lone wolf. Like he's the alpha wolf is his gimmick. So he's going to do like a, I'm not in a unit kind of gimmick. Right. Okay. After okay. turning down House of Torture. And then he would team with the other L.A. Dojo guys and be paired and they would be in a program with House of Torture up until Wrestle Kingdom. That was the plan Oof, that I was told. It sounds like that, a pretty
1: good, decent plan. <laughs> but, uh, you know,
0: no, well, I'm not done. Then... Oh, no, no. <laughs> God damn it. Carl. so, Carl. so that's the, That would have been the kickoff to so the So I'm bush. hearing my
1: man worked himself into a shoot and uh, didn't go well is, is what I'm I'm gathering here from your story, Joe.
0: So, Boudiccan would have been the kickoff to the push, and then the feud with House of Torture. And then um, that also would have involved other House of Torture guys being paired off with LA Dojo guys. So, um, uh, his name's slipping me, the, the Rhino Hunter guy. Um,
1: oh, I. Uh, uh, not Coughlin,
0: the other one. Uh, the guy who was in Super Junior. Why is his name escaping me? Clark um, Connors, right? Clark Connors. Clark Connors would be programmed with Show, and, and uh, Fredericks would, you know. Be team with those guys against House of Torture, but technically he wouldn't be in a unit, um, and he would be the spotlight guy, and then that would go to Wrestle Kingdom, and then after Wrestle Kingdom, it would have been the start of his big singles push, the big reset. He he would have gotten a what I what was described to me as a star push. Those are the words that were sent to me after Wrestle Kingdom. Oof. So um, well. that's the deal with Carl <laughs> Fredericks, but oh, he wow. was. He was put off by, obviously, this is nothing new. Like, you could look at his Twitter feed. He was very annoyed by not being in the G1. And there was a lot of confusion there. And I was even told that the New Japan side, the office acknowledged that there was some miscommunication and they felt bad about some things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was just for him, I guess he felt disrespected or... Um, I mean, he's not talking to anyone. (laughs) I can tell you that. So it's kind of hard to get his side. But, um, you know, the gist of it is if you just go off his Twitter feed, which is all we have to go on, he felt disrespected. And he felt like, probably felt like he was lied to. But, um, you know, there were still plans on the table for him, just not to be in this year's G1 tournament. So, um, but anyway, those were the plans that I was told from, you know, people on the inside of the company that obviously were wiped away. And if you look at the G1 final card, let me pull that up real quick. You could actually see the match that he probably would have been in. Oh, it you, was, can find, you can find
1: it. You can find a spot.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it was, um, Goto, Ishii, Yoshihashi, and yo versus house of torture. So, um, maybe he would have been in, you know, he would have taken the place of one of those chaos guys, maybe, or, or the whole card may have looked different if he was there. I don't know. But the point here is it was there was gonna be a big angle with House of Torture to kick off his singles push, but um he is no longer with the company. So that's uh mm-hmm. Carl Frederick stuff that um, you know, I've had that for a couple weeks now, but we didn't just never got around to talking yeah, about it.
1: Yeah, we had to talk about it like for two straight weeks we, and then it just what
0: happened happen. was we kept running out of time to talk about G one and G one wasn't very exciting to talk about the last couple of weeks so it got put off put off um, and uh, you know I kept well uh, I'm not going to get any of that but um, that's what's going on with Carl Fredericks but um, you know when he when he's ready to give his side outside of the tweets I mean you know the offer is standing so yeah, get we'll at see. us we'll, we'll... can't say I didn't try but <laughs> alright so.
1: Uh, New Japan also announced a return to New York City in October for Rumble on 44th Street, uh, October 28th at the Paladinium or Paladium. I don't know what the hell the name of the place is. It's not Madison Square Garden. It's a, it's a little theater there uh, in Times Square. Uh, in addition to members of the New Japan roster, Stardom will also be part of this event as well. So Rumble on 44th Street, October 28th in New York City for uh, New Japan. So there you go. Two big announcements from them and the G1 Climax Finals. So let's get to NXT UK is done, Joe, from WWE.com's official press release. WWE announced today that the NXT brand will grow internationally with the creation. Oh, it's not dead yet. No, no, no. We're back. Uh it will grow internationally with the creation of the all-new NXT Europe with the launch planned for 2023 Quote Following the success of our live event and talent identification efforts throughout all of Europe, we believe this is the perfect time to expand NXT beyond the UK, said Shawn Michaels, deputy vice president of D- talent Development Creative. One sec. WWE Vice President of Talent Development Creative. There you go. Uh, launched in 2016, NXT UK has, rec- has received critical acclaim and developed WWE main roster talents such as Rhea Ripley, Dewdrop, Gunther, and Butch. NXT Europe. I can't read that sentence. Right? Butch! <laughs> but has developed WWE main roster talent such as Rhea Ripley, Dewdrop, Gunther, and Butch. Butch. Oh, thank you. Just that
0: lineup of names. <laughs> Dude Dude Drop, Drop and Butch. <laughs> and
1: Gunther. Thank you edX 2 UK for developing Walter. <laughs> we, yeah.
0: You know I mean? like, yeah,
1: Pete Dunne. Thank you for identifying and developing Pete Dunne.
0: <laughs> yeah. An absolute factory. A lot of work <laughs> that took. <laughs>
1: T- to give us Walter and Pete Dunne. And then Fucking, you're going to tout Rhea Ripley and Dewdrop?
0: I mean, come on. Thank you for perfectly competent wrestler Dewdrop. Thank <laughs> right, you. Thank you. Uh, NXT U- Europe
1: will reimagine the brand and its talent pipeline with a pan European focus. Prior to the debut of NXT Europe, Worlds Collide, a premium live event featuring NXT and NXT UK superstars, will be presented live on Sunday, September 4th at 4 p.m. Eastern on Peacock in the United States and the award winning WWE Network. Everywhere else. I had to do work. Where, where are you there. reading this? Uh, WWE.com's official press release.
0: Did you know that... I don't know if you noticed this. You know how they feed stories to news outlets to pretend that news yes, outlets Yes, Fox are
1: News was the first with this one, which was incredible. Fox News? <laughs> You're going to get... Give... What happened there? <laughs> well, why would you give it to, like, I don't know, like, a European-based or, like, a UK-based news organization? Seems like a better...
0: This was Louis Dangor's time to shine. Exactly. They they, that man yeah. ran on a okay.
1: treadmill with Trent Seven and, and, and Butch. And yeah. for what? And for what?
0: Give it to Dangor, I say.
1: Yeah, Russell Talk, right? Is he a Russell Talk guy? I forget where. Give ah, it to Russell Talk. What about Coltaholic? No. Coltaholic? Is... They, they lost their number?
0: Dangor is give me sport, sir. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's
1: correct. Russell give Talk. me
0: sport, yes. Give me sport. You're uh how dare you! Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, Fox News, how did that, that came out? That's not one of their so usuals.
2: Weird.
0: You know what I love? They give nothing to Satin. Nothing. <laughs> right, their biggest cheerleader. How do you not give it to Satin? <laughs> I mean, that guy can't get a fucking crumb.
1: No, they give it to Barrasso before they'd give it to Satin, for sure. Yeah. It's...
0: yeah. He's sure. been interviewing non-WWE people, too. uh-oh. Like, they, they give him nothing.
1: <laughs> and he gives them everything. So.
0: I, yes, I gotta be honest. That's nobody a bad grovels. Yeah. yeah, nobody grovels like that, man. And they still give him nothing. Like, how many fucking bowls of cereal did he piss in in his one month doing satin sheet on the fucking, whatever that was called, on FS1 fucking. The bump of v point one. What, what the fuck was that? We punk hats. C- I,
1: I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, the uh, uh, the uh, smack talk. No, it wasn't smack talk. It was WWE the the, w- backstage. Was it called backstage? What was the dumb CM Punk show? I don't Paige know. And, uh Page and WWE backstage. I think it was
0: WWE backstage. Booker T. I believe was on that show. <laughs> yeah. Christian, right?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch much of WWE backstage, Joe. I, I can't yeah. lie. I can't. I uh, can't lie. So.
0: Did you see the host of The Bump is now one of the uh, commentators on NXT Level Up. Oh, is I thought there
1: was a – wasn't there another random dude that was on NXT Level Up? Or is this the random guy?
0: No, this is now another – that's a three-man booth now. Uh Uh-oh. They need three men for this uh, (laughs) – for Level Up. No, the guy on The Bump, the blonde guy, the white dude on The Bump – uh, like you gotta he be, does, You got to be
1: more specific than the white guy. I think there's a couple. Rich them, has so.
0: never seen The Bump. <laughs> Why so would I no ever watch or, The Bump? Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Because I
1: thought Level Up was like, what's it? A Sudu Shah or whatever, right? Wasn't that his name?
0: Sudu Shah and yeah. Nigel McGinnis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's and this other guy? The guy from The Bump. This is what <laughs> I'm trying to know tell you. I don't know his name. I'm asking you what his name is. Well.
1: Just the guy from The Bump. The blonde guy from The Bump. Because there's the other guy from The Bump. Who makes a lot of like really weird Sasha Banks tweets all the time. Or used to, I guess, make a lot of really weird Sasha Banks tweets all the time. Not implying that like anything like just that he really, really liked Sasha Banks. I knew that guy. And then there's um Rich. Obviously Kayla Braxton.
0: Kayla Becker.
1: Oh, they changed her name?
0: Well, Kayla Becker is the uh Yes. Well, that's her real name. But oh, she's okay. Kayla Braxton. Is it
1: Matt? Matt? I think Matt Camp is the guy. Is that the guy that's doing the level up? Yeah, level up. Oh, he's
0: not so
1: blonde. Just... Oh, he's not blonde. That's the guy I was thinking of. He's definitely not blonde. You're, oh, well, wrong. excuse
0: me. Yeah, like, he's not yeah.
1: blonde. Matt Camp uh, from WWE's The Bump is not.
0: Well, he's been doing the bump. He's <laughs> oh, been doing okay. level up now. Okay. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Good for good for him, Matt Camp. Matt Camp of <laughs> good for Matt Camp. WWE's The Bump <laughs> is now doing level up. That's all I was saying. Okay. all right. You're right, he's
1: not blonde. Uh, <laughs> I mean that's why I was thrown off. I was like, Oh, well, I don't know. Oh, please.
0: Else. Like you would have known the difference. I anyway. know
1: Matt because he's the one that makes the weird Sasha Banks tweets, so
0: Oh he does? Yeah, I don't yeah. know He just about like
1: really likes Sasha Banks. He like really, really likes Sasha Banks. Or did. I don't know if he's still.
0: Is he allowed to like her anymore? Yeah, I don't like think
1: he likes that? her as much anymore these days. Pending. His like is pending. Well, um, anyway, NXT UK, things are going great. They're going to now do NXT Europe. So uh, the, it, grow internationally. Grow internationally. Shawn Michaels says, following the success of our live events and talent identification efforts, uh, we believe this is the perfect time to expand uh, beyond the UK, so they are expanding beyond the UK. You've saw some of the NXT UK guys pop it up on NXT. Uh, Gallus has arrived on NXT. I know you were all waiting for Gallus to arrive on NXT, and they oh, have.
0: I had the song prepared and I forgot. That's it was all right.
1: Like so two. you can do it in your. We, we well, last time we did, we got a copyright strike. So it's probably You're best it.
0: we don't do that. So.
1: <laughs> you Bear, can just do I'll your think- rendition. Yeah, do your rendition. It is a very closer rendition, but the uh, the dumb AI from YouTube cannot cannot possibly find it so
2: hey no one.
0: i what cannot
1: wait it. for callus i love callus like i uh, like ironically but then also kind of unironically i'm not sure it's like weird it started off like these guys are ridiculous then it got ironic and then i think it got unironic and now it might be ironic again i'm not quite sure but uh they're they're there uh tyler bates show, nxt uk champion tyler bates showed up <laughs> Careful now. I hear it back there. Oh. It's very low, but that's fine. We don't want to get I don't want that copyright strike again. Okay. So.
0: I think I'm gonna fuck to the gallus theme. What do you think? It sounds it
1: honestly not a bad one. Yeah.
0: That's a horrible one, actually. <laughs> <but> <laughs> if
1: I... you're wearing like a cowboy hat or whatever, that <laughs> work, so.
0: Which doesn't make sense for these three.
1: It never once made sense for these guys. I never understood how you saw those men, (laughs) which look at Gallus. Go look at a picture of Gallus and said, you know what's good? Spurs hitting dirt. (laughs) And then like horse drawn like Western music.
0: Well, listen, now that guy that tweeted us is going to boil your arse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that guy
1: rocked. Yeah, that guy rolled. Yep. I hope, uh, I, hope I, I, I run into him in Ireland. He, I think he was Scottish, right? He was a Scottish man.
0: No, I don't know. He seems like a soccer hooligan.
1: Yeah, actually, I don't, I, actually I don't want, want to run into man. him in Ireland. He'll yeah. fuck my ass up. So Yeah. I'll, I'll cheer for the wrong footy team, and he'll get fucking upset. And
0: I'll forget it, yeah.
1: Drive me behind his car afterwards. So, um, All right, so that's exciting news. As I said, uh, Tyler Bate, NXT UK champion, showed up on NXT. Uh, just one problem: the NXT UK uh, title tournament still ongoing. So, spoiler alert: Tyler Bate is probably going to win the NXT UK uh, title tournament since he showed up at NXT with the title, even though the hey
0: hey, hey Rich, the tweet's still up. You ready? Yeah, we wrote no Ono, oh, Dunn, Devlin, Akner, Bartel, Wolf, or Ripley on Takeover is baffling and doesn't help NXT UTE's reputation as a boring unessential brand. I will never understand their obsession with Gallus. That's the tweet. Yep. Here's the reply from this fella who looks like he just got done fighting in a bar. <laughs>
1: he looks like a soccer hooligan so much. If close your hit. eyes and think of what a soccer soccer hooligan looks like, it's this guy. He's yeah. bald. He's got like red he's got like a red goatee, right? Isn't he bald with a red goatee? No, nah, he's
0: just a bald guy with like um you all know, no, you know what? He does have like a little red. That's what I'm saying. yeah, he'll fuck your ass up, dude. a little molestache. Um, so here's what he replied Away and boil your head, you arse piece. Gallus are the badgers, nadgers. So totally owned us. Yeah, he I mean, fucking yeah. owned
1: us. Yeah, I mean, we never, I, I I don't think I tweeted about Gallus ever again. He shook me to the core.
0: I was scared because this guy was gonna find us. But he wants us to boil your head, ya arse piece. <laughs> boil your head, ya arse piece. He spelled it your like W E. Yeah,
1: yeah. Boil your yar, head. Yeah.
0: And then head, H E I D. Like, this is some kind of fucking Scottish shit, right? Like, this is uh, like Yeah, uh, it's, I
1: think, uh, loosely translating from a uh, Google, it says it means get lost. So it's a, uh, yeah, translation. Boil your
0: head, ya arse piece. Uh, yeah,
1: away and boil your head. So yeah, basically, get lost. Yeah. Hit the bricks.
0: Because Gallus are the Badgers-Nadgers. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, all right. How did uh, Wolfgang last so long in in a major league company?
1: (laughs) Well, hold on a minute. What are you you talking about? What do you mean? Oh,
0: they're still there. That's right. They didn't get cut. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. (laughs) Slow down there, pal. Um, So, yeah, exciting news. The expansion of NXT UK... Uh, and then they released pretty much everybody except for the people that we just mentioned, uh, Gallus and Tyler Bates and a few other guys. Uh, the list as of this writing appears to be The okay. Wild Boar.
0: Slow down. Give me five at a time, and I'll give you short thoughts on one or two of them.
1: I was going to give you one at a time.
0: Oh, well, we don't have time for that shit. Give me five at a time.
1: All right. The Wild Boar, uh-huh. Jack Stars with a Z, right. Mark Andrews, Flash right. Morgan Webster, and Shah Samuels. I
0: right. Mark Andrews, I mean, you know, he can if I were AEW, I'd be interested. He's very good. Yeah. I happen to love wild boar, but <laughs> I don't know if we're <laughs> you you, be- you
1: understand that, yeah, not everybody. Wild boar isn't for everybody. So
0: look, here's the thing. I think RevPro is licking their chops at at this list, and I, you know, they can't use them all, obviously, but um there's gonna be some obvious ones that RevPro is gonna bring in. But um, a lot of these people are just going to fade into oblivion because there's no scene over there anymore, yeah, largely they, they because they killed
1: it because <laughs> yeah, they were right. part of killing it. So
0: so they they go back to a scene that doesn't exist. But anyway, next five.
1: Next five. All right. Ashton Smith, Millie McKenzie, Dave Mastiff, Nina Samuels and the primate.
0: I would take a look at Nina Samuels. I would take a long, hard look. look at her. Yeah,
1: she's got a good look.
0: I would take a look at her. I've never seen anything in Millie McKenzie. Um, who else do we? Oh, Mastiff, who I've never, I always hated that guy. I can't, yeah, stand the
1: that rumbling guy. and shit, too. Yeah, He's I, so off
0: putting yeah. that guy. I, I've never been a fan of Mastiff. Um, anyway, next five.
1: Next five. So, anything about the primate? You skipped over the primate. The primate, oh, primate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, yeah, I know you have something to say about the primate. If
0: we're booking Joe Lanza Pro Wrestling, then there's no doubt about it, wild boar and primate are coming in. <laughs> And I, I'm not even being ironic. Like I'm booking those guys. Now the
1: primate looks. I mean, if you've never seen what the primate looks like, it's a it's primate, a look. It's yeah. it's certainly a look. So, um, next five here are uh, Danny Luna, Rohan Raja, Amelie, Sam Gradwell, and Kenny Williams.
0: That Rohan Ra- that Raja guy. He is a brick shit house. Yes, he like, is. I don't know why they cut him. They're constantly trying to do this India thing. I assume he's Indian. He's South Asian at minimum. Uh, if he's, like, Pakistani or something, I'm sorry. I apologize, but I, I think he's an Indian guy.
1: I think you're right. I can't – I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I think you're right. I believe he's he's Indian.
0: I fucking look at him.
1: Yeah, he looks like – yeah, he has a great look. I'd sign him immediately.
0: You know, talk about the Badgers and I mean, you know, take a look at this dude. Um, Who else did we have there? Anyone interesting?
1: Uh, No, not really. Uh, Sam Gradwell, Kenny Williams, Amelie. Uh, yeah, oh. these –
0: Sam Gradwell, he's the second coming of Stone Cold.
1: Oh. <laughs> I still don't get it. I don't want to get. It. I don't want to get it either. Uh, get unfortunately, that? we have a new. So these names have not been official. They haven't done any like sad tweets or whatever. Uh, a few of these people have, but the other members that have been added to the WWE alumni section, which is never a good thing, right? Trent Seven, which after all of his tweets, <laughs> it's now kind of come back to the scene. <laughs> Collar tugging and say, hey. <laughs> So how about yeah. British wrestling, guys? And they're all going to say, uh, yeah, what about it, Trent? <laughs> not yeah. the way, Trent. Not the way. Uh, Zaya Brookside appears to have be on the alumni that's, section that's, as well. That's a
0: shocker. That's a shocker.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine you can't find something for her to do. That's but. a shocker. Uh, Eddie Dennis. My guy, Eddie Dennis.
0: Yeah, yeah. A shame. Quit his teaching job. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if he ever went back, but.
1: I'm not sure either. Uh, Saxton Huxley. Yeah. Uh, Sid Scala mm. <laughs> appears finally to have been let go. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, Tyson T-Bone.
0: Oh, man. I know. T-bone. Tyson T-Bone. Tyson
1: T-Bone. The Teal T-bone. Man, uh, the former lucky kid.
0: Okay. okay.
1: And, and I believe, Joe, I believe Johnny Saint has also been told to. Yeah. Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> The corpse of Johnny Saint. The corpse
1: of Johnny Saint. I saw a great tweet that just said, like, the best part about NXT UK is that, like, these people came in here into this scene that they knew nothing about. They saw Johnny Saint and went, ah, hell, Johnny Saint, that's a name that everybody knows. And, like, decided that he was going to be their talking guy. Like, their GM, can't talk. So they spent five years having him stand in the corner with his arms crossed (laughs) while Sid Scala said, Johnny Saint is making this match. It's so bad.
0: Do you what think, was this
1: brand? What was this?
0: Do you think Johnny Saint was aware he was still employed?
1: Uh, <laughs> tangentially, possibly <yes>. not. right? <laughs> yeah, maybe, but
0: um, not. what was he being paid for? Did I don't know. Yeah, my man was
1: eighty-one, and... so whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was I mean, good
0: for him pulling those checks all those years. <laughs> Um, no, look, there's – and we're probably missing some names. This is a developing kind yeah, of – Yeah, yeah. This
1: is as of the 18th at 10 p.m. I'm, I'm sure many more people are getting their watch. If they haven't showed up on NXT yet, probably not good. They're probably done.
0: My, Which, yeah. They, what, they brought all the ones to NXT that they're – What are you going to
1: – what's this NXT Europe going to
0: be? Exactly. Those are my two thoughts. Number one, you're going to do NXT Europe, but now you don't have any wrestlers. So, you don't, so all, yeah,
1: all these people – a lot of these people are not going to come back. Maybe some of these people will come back, but a lot of them are probably going to say, all right, that chapter of my life is done. I'm good. I'm out. Who are you signing then from in, in Europe?
0: There are undoubtedly some wrestlers on this list that will fade into oblivion and never never wrestle again. There are wrestlers on this list that Rev Pro is going to bring in and, and use. There are wrestlers on this list that WWE will probably bring back when they start up the Europe thing. Um, They might just be saving, you know, seven months of money by, you know, I, I, I don't it's just bizarre like you want to start up something that's you basically want to do NXT UK Redo version 2.0 but you got rid of everything it doesn't make any sense yeah, I don't very, understand very bizarre, it um you know some of them there's a couple names there look Trent Seven is a is an excellent pro wrestler um Mark Andrews is an excellent pro wrestler I think Nina Samuels is someone that has a that looks like she belongs on TV so there's some there's some people here that that I would kick the tires on, you know, if I were AEW. But yeah, mostly you know, Sam Gradwell. I mean, he you know he's a top ten wrestler in the world according to some people, and the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. But a lot of them are just going to. Those are real takes, by the way. But a lot of them are just going to uh, disappear, and you're never going to hear from them again. They don't have a scene to go back to, so. Maybe they'll reinvigorate. I was going
1: to say they can they can redo it. I mean they, they
0: progress will take half of these dopes. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, they could they could use it. Fucking Jesus Christ, progress! <laughs> the state of progress right now is 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 unbelievable. But yeah, I don't know. It's a very very weird story, developing story. So we'll see what ends up happening. But uh, yeah, long uh, rest in peace, NXT UK, and long live NXT.
0: Keep an eye Europe. on Fox News for the latest on
1: NXT, <laughs> NXT Europe. UK. So, yeah. What in the yeah. world? So yeah. weird, but uh, there you go. Uh, all right, well, while we're in the uh, United Kingdom, let's talk about Rev Pro. Doubleheader coming up from Rev Pro uh, this weekend, celebrating their 10th anniversary back-to-back York Hall shows, uh, August 20th and August 21st. Have we figured out hey, their are these, on-demand are these WWE, service WWE are these,
0: are these WWE wrestlers free and clear? Can they pop up on Ooh, as surprises I don't here? know.
1: I don't know. Someone with a little bit more knowledge of the scene. I would, mm, I don't know. It seemed like.
0: That'd be pretty dirty. To give them non-competes or something. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And
0: would a non-compete even apply to an indie? Like, I don't know how that works either.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know. But, yeah, because it'd be super cool, though, like, this show to watch and just, you know, dudes pop up. You know, Mark Andrews pops up, guys. But, yeah, that'd be really cool to see.
0: Anyway. Uh,
1: but, uh, yeah, there you go. So, this uh, – d- two nights in uh, in, uh, in your call, August 20th, August 21st. Uh, August 20th has Will Ospreay versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, strong open weight tag titles. Aussie Open defending against Destination Everywhere. Uh, Chantel Jordan versus Maya Matthews. A strap match between Shota Umino and Yotasuji, Connor Mills versus Tony Deppin, and then undisputed British Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Luke Jacobs defending the title against Francesco Akira. So that looks. That's like, a hell of a show. That's a hell of a show, and I'd say August twenty first uh, is uh, just as good, if not even better. Uh, Greedy Souls versus Destination Everywhere. Luke Jacobs versus Tony Deppman, uh, Southside Women's Championship Kanji versus the winner of Chantel Jordan and May Matthews from the night before. Uh, Are they spe- going to like
0: merge these w- titles because they've merged all the other titles?
1: Yeah, right? I imagine at some point. Do we
0: need that secondary women's title running around? I don't think too? we do.
1: Yeah, especially with this that women's division right now. I I, I don't think they do. Yeah. But uh, uh, Mike Bailey versus Leon Slater. Uh, and then the top two matches, Undisputed British Tag Team Titles, uh, Sunshine Mish- uh, Machine versus The Velocities. Uh, and then your main event, Undisputed British Heavyweight Title, uh, Will Osprey versus Ricky Knight Jr. So those look like two really, really good shows. So I will definitely be carving out time this weekend to watch both of those.
0: It sure feels like they've been building to Ricky Knight Jr. taking the title off of Ospreay. Um, but with the way they told the story with Oku in the match we talked about earlier I almost feel like Oku has to beat Osprey that the way the Oku match played out in March or whenever it was gave me pause on thinking that this is just all designed to go to Ricky Knight Jr so i'm not as confident that Ricky Knight Jr is going to win this as i as you know as i was when they started this whole story so i i i i, I don't want to even think about it too hard because that's a match i'm looking forward to i want to sit in front of the tv put it on suspend my disbelief and um and watch will osprey try to make a star
1: yeah yeah it's gonna be great yeah I, I don't know i i've i've predicted a lot of times that it's like i hey, will might lose this time and like they've they've seemed pretty much like they've wanted to do they they they're very protective, very, very, very protective of, of, of Will and him winning that title and that sort of stuff, so who knows? It, it's very possible he retains it, but I, I kind of definitely I, – I, it feels like the right time for Ricky Knight Jr., so we'll, we'll see what ends up happening there. But uh, either way, yeah, it sounds like two really, really good shows. Uh, August 20th, Will versus Speedball, circle that one. I mean, that, that has a chance to be fucking phenomenal given um, where, where things have gone, so – There you go Uh, with that. uh, Real quickly, let's get to these final two topics here. Impact Wrestling Emergence. I was there live at the Cicero Stadium for uh, this show. Uh, Joe, you have not seen it yet. Uh, I don't know that we need to go match by match. I can give you kind of quick thoughts uh, since we are running a little bit low on time. I will tell you, go out of your way to watch Josh Alexander and Alex Shelley. Uh, 27 minutes, 29 uh, uh, seconds. Uh, Josh Alexander wins. Uh, These guys, tons of uh, just a great story being told. Uh, Shelly was just phenomenal in this match Josh Alexander is good as always uh, go out of your way to watch this match. This was phenomenal. Uh, the crowd was not as into it as I was kind of hoping they were going to be. You know, it was me and a few other people were, like, really, really into this match. Uh, a lot of the other crowd wasn't so much. I don't know okay, if they – Okay, well,
0: then let me ask you. How was the crowd? Good crowd? Uh, eh, it was
1: iffy. It wasn't a great crowd. Um,
0: how how fill, how filled was the building? It was
1: good. Yeah, it was good. I, I don't know if I have an exact estimate because the setup was a little bit different than what I've seen usually in this wise stadium. of the seats. Uh, and the seats wise, like I would say a good 90% of the seats that they had. It's it's okay. a little weird at the Cicero Stadium because they have like these bleachers. Every seat that was on the floor was sat in every single seat. And there was even people that were walking up, looking around, didn't have seats. And they found seats for those people. So the floor was filled. The floor was absolutely filled. There's like a bleacher section. There's like stone bleachers in this place. It's a really old school kind of yeah, like yeah. stadium yeah. built in the 20s or whatever. So uh, that was mostly full, though, as well. So I would say it was a very like healthy crowd numbers wise.
0: So they drew a nice house, but the crowd itself, it wasn't a hot crowd.
1: So, th- And this is always a problem when you run in Cicero. And people that don't live in Chicago might not quite get this. But MLW found this out, and a few other companies found this out, that when you run in Cicero, the best thing to do is load up your show with Lucha guys. Load yeah. up your show. Because when MLW ran the Cicero Stadium, they were smart. They put Roosh on top. Half that building couldn't give two shits about anything else going on in MLW. Then when Roosh came out, he was the biggest fucking star in the world. Right. Those people were there for Roosh. Those people were... And in this case, Bandito and Ray Horus was the most overmatch on the entire night. Those people came for Bandito and Ray Horus. There were right. people that, there were clearly like Impact fans that were there, but mo- uh, I would say a, not a, a not a majority, but a good percentage of the, the fans that were there were there for Bandito and Ray Horus or were there for guys that they had heard of before didn't really care that much about, you know, Honor No More versus the Bullet Club or, or Josh Anna versus Alex Shelley. The Impact fans over there, the people that followed Impact, it was clear what matches they cared about and who they cared about, but I would say a very large percentage of the crowd didn't really give two shits about much else, but Bandito and Ray Horus, they went nuts for. Black Toros was on the uh, the uh, uh, opener, uh, like the pre-show. He got a huge reaction, uh, so it was all, the, the Lucha guys ended up getting bigger reactions than a lot of the other Impact guys, so... From that standpoint, it kind of sucked because there were some big time matches on the show that didn't feel like they had the crowd fully behind them.
0: So, Cicero used to be heavy Italian population for many decades in the early part of the 20th century. Correct, correct. It's more Latino now. Do you know if it's Mexican specifically or like what's uh, the definition? yeah? I would say
1: it's Mexican specifically. Uh, I I I, I yeah. would. I would venture that, yeah, it is. The problem, though, there is still some Italian in there, and, and the Italians still kind of run the show there. There's uh, <laughs> the, the mayor of Cicero is still a very Italian man. Uh, there's still some kind of landmark Italian eateries and stuff there, but, yeah, predominantly sure. Mexican at this point.
0: Right, so, so, which is what you're saying. There's a lot of Lucha fans in and around there because aren't there Chicago Lucha promotions that run around that area oh, too? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Like Lucha runs a Gally lot. And uh, all there's all Total yeah. Lucha is another one that runs here. There's a, there's a few companies right. Uh, that run here, and the smart companies that have run this particular venue, uh, like I said, MLW did it right. They stacked their show with luchadors. Now I went to an Evolve and Progress show there, and that the Evolve show, nobody really cared about anything. The the Progress show people did care about, but that, I could tell, was people traveling all across.
0: Oh, traveling fans. Yeah, Yeah.
1: they were traveling in, whereas this felt more like probably really good local promotion where telling people from the neighborhood, hey, come on, come to this wrestling show, come to wrestling. But then they came and they were greeted with, you know, Sammy Callen versus Steve Macklin, and they didn't really give a shit about Sammy Callan and Steve Macklin. But Bandito right. came out, and he was a fucking megastar. Ray Horos came out, he was a star. Those guys were stars. Black Toros was a star. So, yeah, that they, I would say Impact, I mean, it's a cool building. It's a really, really cool building. Aesthetically, it's pretty cool. I think they just have to, if they do run this building ever again, be a little bit more aware of of what the local fans or the, the neighborhood fans, what they want out of their wrestling shows more so than what, Impact wrestling
0: fans want out of their wrestling show,
1: or just so was, your was, AAW fans, your normal kind of indie people that that
0: would go to these shows. Yeah, yeah. So, what was the best match on the show?
1: Uh, best match on the show, clearly uh, Josh Alexander, Alex Shelley. I would say uh, Mike Bailey and Jack Evans. A little disappointing. I expected a little bit more. Uh, not bad, but I expected a little bit more out of that one. Uh, Bandino Ray Horus was fine. Uh, I, I I've, those guys, I think have better matches in them, and I probably I've seen them uh, have better matches. I will say one thing: Kushida that dude is 10,000 times less over than he was a couple years ago. Mm. Nobody gave a shit about Kushida being there. Mm. I thought I saw the same thing on new Japan too. When he came out for that G1 climax, it's like Kushida. And it's like, okay. Yeah. That yeah. Dude, I think he, I don't he,
0: know. He could have a repackage coming. Yeah. I
1: think he needs one. I, I think he, he's lost so much. So him just kind of coming back and being the same guy is not going to do it. Uh, it's, he,
0: it's. I mean, there was talk of a repackaging for him and, and, um, I think they're waiting for the right timing, so uh, he could use a fresh coat of paint. Uh,
1: and then uh, Sammy Kellen, Steve Macklin. It was just you know Sammy Callen walk walking brawl shit. So no real, just there. Yeah. Uh, the Honor No More versus uh, Bullet Club uh, was chaotic and, and kind of. If you're fun following the story, it was it was fun. I, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, Work wise, not really that great, but but still pretty fun. Honor No More wins, so they they can stay. Uh, aligned, uh, Hikaleo, uh, man, I don't know about Hikaleo. <laughs> he, uh, he didn't look good. He is. He did not look good. And he was so bad that they needed to get away, have a way to get him out of the match. I don't even know what he took and nobody knew what he took and nobody in the building knew he got hit by something. I think Matt Taven hit him with something. And he sold for this match was 15 minutes, 48 seconds. I think he sold for 12 minutes on the outside. Oh, they, so he got
0: his bell wrong.
1: I don't know if he got his belt run or they just wanted to keep him out of the match because they didn't know how to kind of put yeah. him in there. They didn't know what to do with him, type of thing. So I don't know what happened, but uh, he just it was out there. Uh, then Jordan Grace Mia y- Mia Yim was really really good. It was a really good knockouts match. I'd say Alexander and Alex Shelley blew it out of the, uh, out of the water. Uh, but if you had to watch, I would say maybe the final two. I would say Grace and Yim. You definitely have to watch Alexander and Shelley. You have to watch. And I would say the Out No More Bullet Club. You should check out because um, that was that, that was fun at least.
0: All right, that's, uh, what was the name of that show? Uh, that Emergence. was
1: Emergence. Yeah, that's on Fight as well, if you want to check that out. Uh, Voicesofwrestling.com slash Fight. So uh, real quickly before we get out of here, uh, it's starting two nights. The West Coast Pro, we've talked about them, yeah. the, one of our favorite indies uh, going right now. They're hosting their first ever West Coast Cup uh, two-night tournament on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, pretty loaded lineup here. you got Titus Alexander versus Chris Sabin in a first-round matchup. Uh, it was supposed to be Davy Richards versus Levi Shapiro. Something happened with Davy. He is not gonna be there. Uh but they put Alan Angels in his place. So I think that's a pretty suitable replacement oh, okay. for me. That'll yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Uh Alpha Zoe versus Masha Slamovich. Commander versus Midas Creed. Gravity versus Viento. Uh who's one of those is Bandito's brother. I wanna say Gravity is. Does I don't that know. sound right? Yeah, one of them is Bandito's brother. I am sorry, I don't know exactly. I forget which one is which. Uh Gravity. Gravity is 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 um is Bendito's brother, uh, D. Rogue uh, versus Starboy Charlie, Nick Wayne versus Brian Keith. I got my uh, circled mm. that one for sure. Uh, and then Vinny Massaro versus Jarrell Nelson. Mm. So uh, a lot of a lot of the interesting things there. I'd say Titus Alexander. I feel like it's got to have him win this tournament, right?
0: I mean, I watch most of their shows, and um, he, he, I mean, I, I think that's a good.
1: Good call, too. They push him pretty
0: pretty You'll heavily. To, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good enough feel for it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it, it should be a fun tournament regardless. That uh, looks like some pretty fun names. Uh, Nick Wayne and Brian Keith and Titus Alexander-Chris Sabian, his first-round matchups all sound good. Uh, Vinny Massaro, a little resurrection in, in, in West Coast Pro. Maybe... You think he, uh, he books himself to win this whole thing?
0: I <laughs> I know we fuck with him, but he's really not the booker. No, um, I know. Okay,
1: And he has pointed it out to us many times. But, yeah, he's not. He just wins. He, he gets these big profile matches. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, Pencil um, Man, Pencil Man getting himself the big booking, But he is not. He is not actually the booker. So.
0: No, I mean, it, you know, it looks good. And then you have the Jacob Fatu, Mike Bailey. Yeah, yeah. So the second night
1: know. of it, there's a West Coast uh, championship match. Uh, Chicka Fatu versus Mike Bailey, so that should be pretty
0: fun. Do these That's tournaments fun. always have to shoehorn one woman? Just, just
1: one though, bracket? yes. It's always got to be one, yeah, because AI- AIW has a tournament it's they're starting the now. J- there's like the, 19 the, people and then one woman, as always. It's the so. JT
0: Lightning. It's a 24-man tournament and there's, yeah, they shoehorned in one. Like, are they that scared of people tweeting at them where they have to like,
1: Yeah, but then never never two, though. Never two. Just, just
2: well, one, you know. You know I,
0: mean, gotta, gotta have I, one. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just I don't I don't get it I I don't get it I'm gonna leave it at that I and mean, we're out of time anyway and oh I don't, don't want to get it. but I I don't <laughs> understand why what 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 is the I mean I don't know. <sighs> end the <of> show Rich
1: <laughs> before you get into trouble so all right so that is it for us on the flagship this has been a very eventful show I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Flagship Patreon.com, as we mentioned, $5 tier, $10 tier for all of our bonus content. That is the Thursday Dynamite Reviews. That is all of the VOW retro stuff. Just finished up the Beach Bash series. Uh, Should have a brand new Goldberg 173 and 1 episode for you very, very soon as well. A bonus episode of Beach Bash. uh, Myself and Aaron Quinn watching the Baywatch Bash at the Beach Uh, Yes, they did a Baywash at Bash of the Beach 1995, so we talk about that episode, watch it live. Plenty of other stuff on there. All of our written content as well over on the $10 tier. I wrote a uh, little bit of a love letter to SummerSlam 2002 uh, earlier. You've been writing TV reviews and some other columns as well, so uh, just random match reviews. Bunch of stuff available there at patreon.com as well as all of our live stuff as well. And uh, we made a little bit of a hint. We'll see. Keep uh, keep an eye on that uh, that that, that uh, you know, flagshippatreon.com because maybe next week you're going to get a instant reaction if all things uh, go well after AEW Dynamite. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. But uh, you got that. A lot of other stuff available at flagshippatreon.com as well as our archive of everything we've done. Uh, over the years there uh, also the voice arresting podcast network make sure you subscribe to that as well as the flagship feed subscribe to that on all of your apps so we can move up the ladder and get more people listening to this stuff here more people enjoying the discord more people enjoying flagship patreon.com more people enjoying these no chat rooms and all the other stuff as well voice discord uh, as well if you want to join the ch- discord chat that we have going on always always lively all times of the day all times of the night uh, particularly on Wednesdays during Dynamite. just never stops there. Honestly, the AEW channels never stop at all uh, on our Discord. So if you like AEW, you like talking about AEW, that is a great place uh, to do it. But we have all wrestling discussion going on there. Everywhere, every region, every company. Uh, there's some discussion going on uh, at VoicesWrestling.com slash Discord. So that is it for us. Also, thank you to our sponsor, HelloFresh. HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Promo code VOW16 to get 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. So that is it for us. For Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Creech. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care.